do the best I can on the water they give me. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, January 17, 2013. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 479er. This is No Agenda. Forcing presidential action so you don't have to. From the capital of the drone star state, Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where they've apparently upped the ante on how many people have to sign a petition, I'm John C. Dvorak. Which, of course, brings up a very interesting point. How many people had to approve that we can now say Happy National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month? I don't know. That's a good one, though. Yeah. Well, happy. That's very appropriate. (laughs) Happy National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month, John. Well, happy Traffic and Human Slavery (laughs) Prevention Month for you, too. Yeah, I saw that. It's uh, There were so many bogative surveys or petitions coming out, they had to up it to 100,000 from 25 or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> what did they seriously think? It's not as though they do anything with these petitions. What difference does it make? No. It's... They should have never made the assertion that they'd respond to them. No, of course not. not they no. should have said, we'll respond to select petitions. Yeah. And just left it at that. No one would have complained. Well, it's obvious. I mean, somebody would have pointed it out, and then they was, and it's like, well, too bad. Yeah, it's obvious they did not uh, hire the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group to help them with their online initiatives. No, no, no. Someone else got the eighteen million dollars. Yep. Yeah, another another contract down the drain. <laughs> when are we going to wise up? Apparently, never. Hmm. Uh, I got I got ideas, man. I got ideas. I'm, I, uh, I'm thinking about uh, stopping the big book show and uh, using that Wednesday for something else. What? Yeah, well, What's I mean, wrong with the big book show, you get good information from that. You you actually get them. You, you get out of that. Well, you actually don't get out of the house. No. What can we think of that would get <laughs> you stu- out of the house? I'm stuck in the studio still. I got to do something else with my time that makes money. <laughs> I got, this is what this is what's wrong. Well, maybe you should get out of the house. Yeah, and go where? Oh, by the way, so. We were gone so long, and then we, on, you know, we got back Friday, Saturday. We ran to the house that we wanna, we wanna uh, rent in in town. Yeah. We put in our application. Saturday night, uh, the house is under contract to be sold. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, that stinks. Yeah, that's well, a nice place. Yeah. So now it's like, nah, uh, you know, we have to see if it appraises and all that. You know, so there's two weeks where it could still. Um, could still be ours again, but this was it was like a perfect deal. I negotiated for well, you know, th- three months, which is a month too long. But that was the month we were in Amsterdam. I was just pinging back and forth, and um, and you know, so either there's a real big reason that, that all this happened, or or maybe we yeah. just got screwed. Keep you, you well, maybe somebody's out to get you. <laughs> you think one? What do you think he's going to be? I don't know. Listen, uh, hey, I tell you what, let's listen to the guy. We'll see where this place is. <laughs> And then uh, we got you got the bugs still working in the Hey Jim, are those bugs still valid? The ones he's got in the studio, the three that we put in there? What do you mean Yeah, they're all working. Okay, no well bug. we'll figure out where the place is and then we'll go and well let's just buy the place. That'd be a good gag. So you know, here here's here's our friends in the chat room. Um to get money, uh Adam, have you considered male prostitution, sucking corporate dick? Just live in a trailer. I mean, people are really kind today. Hey, thanks, everybody. 
See, that's why I don't even deal with that chat room. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to. It's corrupt. <laughs> it's, you say it's corrupt, John? Is that what yeah. I heard you say? It's mm. corrupt. Well, let me tell you. Uh, let me let me start off with a little something uh, that I got a lot of email about yesterday. Of course, this building is under construction. Uh, it was pretty foggy, wasn't it, when I got here? Was it the same when you... No, it wasn't too foggy this morning. When we, we was here at half seven, it was, it was quite clear. But then been a, a half an hour to an hour... Really foggy. So, I foggy. Think, yeah, it's just a crazy event. And did you see the helicopter crash? Did you see I, the I, I, literally, I literally looked as I heard the noise and you saw the helicopter blades just, just go, literally go. And it's quite a shock to be honest with you. I've never seen anything like it. So uh, I immediately got all kinds of emails um, from people about this incident, that it was uh, right near the MI6 headquarters, um, that it had been shot out of the sky. And uh, I have to say, um, in this case, there is no conspiracy. This was an Augusta uh, A109E uh, Power uh, piloted by Pete Barnes, who I know fairly well, or I knew fairly well. He's now dead. And um, I have to say, sadly... Uh, this is not unexpected to me because uh, this is the exact hell. In fact, he flew my uh, my helicopter, my first one, which was an Augusta 109E Power, you know, back in the good old days. And um, and I uh, and he's, he's he's crashed before in, I think, two. Hmm, when did he crash? He crashed in Augusta and lived through it, broke his back and uh, blamed it on a swash plate which I'm not going to get into what that is, but that was always kind of a thing in, in the in the industry. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah, Pete Barnes with his swash plate. And uh, I remember flying with him, and he was in control, and we and we were about to take off, and I, there's smoke coming out of the instrument panel. I mean, actual electrical fire smoke. And I'm like, hey, dude, there's smoke. And he's like, oh, oh, that's just the transponder. And he and he takes off, and he and he pulls it out. He pulls it out and says, oh, it's, it's you know, this is just the transponder, just a short circuit. And then you know, the control tower is saying, the the tower is saying, hey, you you lost your transponder. And he's like, yeah, no, um, you know, we just have a malfunction. You know, we'll fix it on the way back because he didn't want to deal with being grounded and not being able to take off because the transponder was broken. But John, it was smoking. It was fire in the cockpit. And I never flew with him again after that. And uh, so uh, he was a um, a careless pilot. I, I hate to say it. And I've always said that about him. And, I, and it sucks now that he's dead that I have to say it. Uh, but there's no conspiracy. He was flying in fog. Uh, and hit the thing. And, and hit the, probably the, not the crane itself, but probably the wires. You know, you, it's very hard to see. And, uh, and that was it. So uh, very, very unfortunate. Or as we say in the aviation business, a real day wrecker. <laughs> a day record. <laughs> Having a bad day. But uh, so there's no conspiracy there. Pete Barnes. Uh, he was my age, actually. Sad. Very sad. Huh. But I'm telling you, this guy, I mean, he was not safe. So, sorry. Okay. Well, I never thought it was a. I didn't even consider the conspiracy or, or crackpot theory. It just looked like to me, I mean, it happens. These things happen. Yeah. Well, no, the, what was, would be the point of it? Well, was there some banker on, in the plane with him that was important to the structure of things? I don't think so. No, well, the, you know, this is, there's, uh, I don't know. People like to just come at me with everything, all kinds of conspiracies. And I was like, sorry, this is not one that's a, that's a conspiracy. But I had, you know, guys from, 
who are involved with MI5 or MI6 actually email me and say, hey, you know, that was really close to the office. And I'm like, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, Pete, he flew celebra- celebrities around. That's what he did. Celebrity flyer. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's a... Uh, he he flew for I'm telling you he liked to fly celebrities. Anywho, um, well speaking of dead people, this is a fantastic report that I heard uh, on NPR. Pay close attention to uh, your national treasure, your national treasure who are so incredibly great. Steve Hen from the NPR talking about uh, Aaron Schwartz and one of his uh, many credits. And last Friday, Mr. Swartz hanged himself in his Brooklyn apartment. Wait, is it hanged or hung? I think it's hanged. Really? It, it, how come you don't say he hung himself? You, you, did you? No, but I think hung is is uh, where you do you make it's something you do to something else. Hanged, and, and I think hang. I think it's hanged. Okay. All right. That was just a question. And last Friday, Mr. Swartz hanged himself in his Brooklyn apartment. He was facing a criminal investigation at Pay the attention. time. NPR's Steve Hennis covering this story. Good morning, Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Uh, for listeners who might not have heard of Aaron Swartz, even if he did touch their lives, would you talk a little bit about his life? Sure. Most recently, uh, Mr. Swartz helped lead the fight against SOPA, the Stop Online Privacy Act. The bill would have given... Did you get it? Yeah, I heard it. What did he say? He led the fight against SOPA. Uh, and what did he call SOPA? The Online Privacy Act. <laughs> Listen to it again. Simply, uh, Mr. Schwartz helped lead the fight against SOPA, the Stop Online Privacy Act. Stop Online Privacy Act. <laughs> the Stop yeah. Online Privacy Act, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Stop Online Privacy. <laughs> this is how yeah. they think. I'm telling you, this is exactly how they think over there. Hey, we got to stop online privacy. <laughs> Uh, for those of you still questioning and, and scratching your head, the SOPA actually stands for Stop Online Piracy Act. Stop Online Privacy Act. What a douche. Now, that's why you are listening to this program, the best podcast in the universe. Uh, we do it twice a week on Thursdays and Sundays from uh, 9 a.m. Gitmo Nation West Time to uh, whenever we're done, which is like 11.30 these days, like two and a half hours, like five hours a When's week. When's the last time we ended at 11.30? No, never, never do. And I got to, you know, there's something. We got some, we got heat, John. We got heat, heat. Um, did, I don't know if you were copied on the original mail because uh, I may have just answered to forgetting to CC you, but you probably didn't see it anyway. Did you get the email from Clarissa from Google? No, I didn't. I don't remember it. Oh, Hi. Clarissa from Google wrote you a note. Both of us. I didn't see it. Damn. Well, here it is. Hi, Adam and John. I wanted to introduce myself since I am on the media partnerships team at Google Plus and wanted to chat with you about verifying No Agenda's Google Plus page since you have a pretty engaged and engaged page. We have an engaged page and community, which is great. Oh, it's great. It's great. (laughs) Everybody into the pool. Please let me know if you're available for a call sometime this week or next to chat. Look oh, forward. I, wanna, I got it. I did get a note from her. I need to talk to this woman. Well, so I so I wrote back and I say, hi, Clarissa. What does it mean when you verify the community and does that hurt? Kind regards, Adam. Does it hurt? <laughs> and then she says, hi, Adam. A community can't be verified, but an active page with a certain number of followers is eligible which simply means that a check mark will show Ooh, up at a the check mark. <laughs> Wee, 
we get a check mark at the top of the screen so people know that it's No Agenda's official page. I'll need to submit the page internally for it to be approved and would love to chat with you before doing so. Why yeah. does she need to chat with me? What what is, what what is this media <laughs> partnership person? Because I'm going to get on the phone. Okay, okay, hold on. I'll tell you what the deal is. And you know this. You're just asking it rhetorically because you know it as well as I do. This is a large corporation that hired a lot of people to do a lot of bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they've had to uh, (laughs) justify their job. And she will put it in her log that she talked to you for hours on end, and then she'll go to lunch. I'm going I mean, to come on. I'm going to email her and say, "Send naked picture before I <laughs> before I want to talk to you." <laughs> you know, if I get her on if I get her on the phone, I'll say, "Hey, you kicked me off of your AdSense program. Go fix that before you verify me." I don't want to be verified. Well, I've got nothing to do with AdSense. I mean, I can put a note in. <laughs> I, I know some people who, who know something. I can put a note in, but you're going to have to talk to them. <laughs> I can put a – no, they must have a word for it. Not notation. Just a, I can put a notation in uh, your file. <laughs> on your account. <laughs> oh, no. This is not good. Uh, okay. So I'm definitely going to say send a naked picture. <laughs> Ah, she is. She is. Are you free to chat today around three thirty to four p.m.? Half an hour. About I'm telling a you, she's just to fill out her form. She's got a. Okay, what have you been doing with your time, Clarissa? Well, here's my logs. <laughs> and this is who I've been talking to. And uh, do I get a raise? What? Let me just. What do media partnerships at Google do? Well, hold on a second. Meet. Uh, meet the AdWords team, Google Media Partnerships. Oh, they have something to do with uh, with with uh, with with uh, advertisements. I think as part of the partnership. Oh, I don't want a partnership. Anyway, may, well, wait. Maybe she has a Google Plus page. Let's look at her. Ah, there you go. <laughs> if she doesn't have a Google Plus page, what's her name again? I like her name, by the way, Clarissa Stryker. It's kind of a porn it name. It sounds like a name that should be a superhero. <laughs> it's a porn name. Clarissa Stryker. Oh, boy. Hey. Hey, now. Oh, what, what, what? Oh, is this her? Let me see. Clarissa Stryker on LinkedIn. Is this the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she works. Yeah. She's media outreach. Look at her LinkedIn uh, pro- thing. Senior oh. New York Partnership Manager. Yeah, 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 what do, yeah, yeah. What do, you, what do you say? She's she's a beauty. Uh-huh. She used to be an associate producer at ABC News. <laughs> Can you get me a date with Diane Sawyer? <laughs> a drinking date. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, otherwise I don't want to be verified. Well, now I got to talk to her. You want to be on the phone? You want to do it together? We should, nah, we should I'll talk to her separately. I got some other issues. What do you mean? Well, hold nah. on a second. What, what What are you going to do? Here I she got to find out. There's some. There's something that. There's some sort of a. There's some sort of a scam, and I like to figure out how it works mm-hmm. on uh, on the Google News site. Whereas if you're on Google Plus, you get you get you get higher rating ratings, and your little picture shows up. Uh huh. And I like to know how that works because I can't see the mechanism, and I want to f- find out about it. I got 
you know, there's one or two people that just are, they're always at the top of the list of news stories because they're part of Google Plus. And I like to know how, I like to know what the mechanism is. I like to get on this bandwagon. Well, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be active. You gotta be engaged. I'm engaged. No, you're not engaged. Yeah. I wrote no, a, no, 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 a no. couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote something on the Google hey, Plus. By the way, by the way, Clarissa, I'm looking at her Google Plus page. I went to Georgetown University. She's a spook. No, Georgetown's not all spooks. Oh, please. She worked then, for- Look at her. No, she doesn't have the right background. She, for one thing, she's she's never lived outside the country. All and then she went to ABC that. News? Come on. No, she was an associate producer. That's a nothing job. That's true. An AP. Look, here's her whole list. Hit see more. Mm-hmm. You get... She was a production assistant at Film Like Productions, so she wanted to be in show business. Then she was a production assistant at CBS News. Then she was an associate producer at ABC News, and she couldn't get any further. So she got she booted herself into business dev at some company called Scoop Street. Uh. And she went to Thrill List. I mean, this is not the fast track of a smooth. <laughs> and she and she posts pictures of food. Oh. <laughs> this is no. This is not even close. She's got a degree from Georgetown. That's about this, it. This is not good. And and her profile picture is two cows with huge full udders. <laughs> this, is, this is very. I gotta see this. Where's she? <laughs> how, do to, how do you get to these people? You do. Cl- you Google Clarissa Stryker, and then you you click on the Google Plus thing. No. Okay. <laughs> I think she's she's. <laughs> Okay. Well, there it is. MK Ultra Illuminati Hooker. Yes, chat room. Very good. That's exactly what she is. <laughs> She's got a lot of pictures of herself eating. Yeah. I'm really. Where do you see all those? It's under images. There's no. There's there she's chowing down on some sort of. I don't know oh. what it is. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. I see what you did. You did Clarissa and images instead of her plus page. Interesting. Well, you can get, actually, I think, of, by the way, this is an alternative search methodology, which is to look at the images and then see what they're linked to mm-hmm. and read those things. Because those things are often very rarely show up. The picture right. will show up, but the link to this crazy site won't. Here right. she is at uh, Burger Conquest. Yeah, chowing down a burger. I see it. And there yeah. she is with Russell Simmons. She's a working, hardworking native New Yorker of Swiss descent. And there she is with... Uh... Uh, who, who are all these women? No, she's does she? No, there's a different one. No, 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 that's the one. She's a. Uh, oh, that's right. She was at ABC. She's a, yeah. she's a celebrity whore. She's like she sucks up the celebrities and gets them on uh, Google Plus. That's what she does. Oh, that's, that's obvious. That's what she does. Yeah, that's what you do. But then why did she reach out to you? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yay, <laughs> little girl. Yay. Very funny. Or as we say, LGY. L-G-Y? Yeah, little girl, yay. Oh, little, yeah. That's what yeah. you say. Yeah, L-G-Y. No, it's a, I'm telling you, it's a big thing now these days. Yay! Anyway. Well, anyway, we'll have to follow up so we yes. can get our, our valuable check mark. <laughs> and I think she just wants to know what the hell we're up to. Yeah, I, and yeah. You know, why don't you just listen to the show? I, you know, just, uh, I think somebody she could probably goes to the page with, what the, what is this? Well, I'm adding her, I'm here, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to add her to my circle. Ooh. <laughs> Let me see, how do I, oh, I did, oh yeah, add to circles. What shall I add her to? I, I still don't really get this. Oh, I'm going to add her to the no agenda circle. <laughs> no, you have like, I have a bunch of circles. I have friends, associates, yeah. people I work with, people I, yeah. I don't know, no, but I wouldn't no mind knowing. I have and no then douchebags. <laughs> you yeah. have a douchebag circle? Oh, yeah. Cool. 
Okay. So I, I put her on. I, I put her on my no agenda circle. Does that mean she'll get no agenda updates now? I don't know. I have no idea how this even works. I mean, I've been really. trying to figure it out, yeah, but it just seems like a mishmash of crazy ideas. Yeah, it's a little complicated. Yeah, it's way too complicated. That's why the, the, my one social network that I actually spend at least check out every day or two is Twitter. It's easy. Yeah. You got something to say, you say it. You got something to retweet, you retweet, you're done. Right. You hate someone, you block them. Yeah, I block people left and right. Yeah, I know. Somebody I know. looks at me cross-eyed, block. <laughs> hey, an albino, block him. Crap, albino. All right, so we get right into the uh, to the obvious here. Which one is the obvious? Well, the obvious is uh, that uh, everyone thinks that there's some kind of legislation coming down on guns. When, oh, yeah. When clearly <laughs> this is this is not a gun gun legislation. This is a human control legislation, giving all control once again to President Obama's favorite charity, the uh, health uh, industry. It's, it's, this the whole thing is completely geared towards. Controlling people through health, which was already what the health, the Affordable uh, Care, Care Act, Act, which is not, had nothing to do with care, but affordable or insurance. affordability. Yeah, either either one. Thank you. Um, and uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of misinformation out there that I wanted to set straight. And, you know, uh, and mainly because that's what we do. You know, as we read through the stuff, we read through the actual documents. Um, so, you know, first of all, everyone's talking about 23 executive orders. And there's zero. Yeah, ex- right. You've looked zero. at these. No, but there's zero executive orders. There's not a single executive order in it. There's three presidential memoranda. Da. Is it die or da? Memoranda. I don't know. Yeah. Th- three of those memorandum things. And, but you see, the press got an embargoed uh, PDF, uh, which I have a copy of here. And the it says embargoed, and it came out uh, early in the morning. When's it embargoed to? No, it was embargoed until the president was speaking. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, Somebody sends you an embargoed thing. It's not embargoed to you, you know. No, no, it you wasn't the, sent. You know, the rule, it, you know the rules of embargoes. I I didn't get this as an I got this you know today After. I, okay. I I got the uh, what the press had as an embargoed thing right and in that it says the president is determined to do all he can within existing authorities today he will announce twenty three new executive actions actions to make progress right away but he hasn't you know but this, it's not like there's twenty three even uh, uh, entries in the federal register. So I will go through those, but what uh, what was kind of uh, a tip-off to me that this whole thing was a setup was the minute our vice president came out, uh, you know him, uh, uh, Joe O'Biden, and said this. Please, please be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Before, uh, oh, thank you. before I begin today, let me uh, say to the families of the innocents who were murdered 33 days ago, like, oh, really? 33 days ago? Not a little over a month or something? And he does it again. Honor the memory of your children and your wives with, uh, with the work we take up here today. It's been 33 days since the nation's heart was broken by... I mean, there's no reason for anyone to write that. Because it's written. It's not like he's saying this, you know, like it's off the top of his head. Which, by the way, comes off. 
Yeah, so, I've heard that. I heard it's removable. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I I always find it curious when the number thirty three is presented right at the beginning of something because it means something's up and something's coming, and something is on its way. Or something's something's bogus. But yes, often when something's bogus. So there's uh, two ways we can do this. I think the easiest way is to go through uh, the communication as it's being uh, uh, sent, uh, uh, as it, actually as it's presented on the uh, uh, White House website. Uh, but I will just read to you very briefly uh, the only three presidential memoranda. Uh, one engaging in public engaging in public health research on the causes and prevention of gun violence. That's very important. We'll get to what that means in a minute. Uh, tracing of firearms in connection with criminal investigations and improving availability of relevant executive branch records to the national instant criminal background check system. So those are the only three presidential actions that have taken place. If you look at all the little lines within it, yeah, there's probably 23. So it's really bogative. There's really nothing going on. And I'm not too sure um, what the difference is between a presidential memorandum and an order, but I don't think it's the same thing. Do you know? No, I have no idea. I've always thought that uh, that one was just more. One was a, was a, was an order, like you have to do this. Yeah. And the other one was just that this is something we're, we've it's, noted. Yeah, it's just something you put on the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like a, it's like a shopping list. Yeah. It's like just make sure you do this and do that. So I'll just run through these things really quickly, and then I'll ask you a few questions about what you think it means. Um, but really, the meat and potatoes of it is, of course, all the way at the end after we've gotten through all the gun stuff. So strengthen the background check system, uh, address unnecessary legal barriers that prevent states from reporting information about those human resources prohibited from having guns. So that's building up the database, you know, sharing more information about people. Uh, Make sure dangerous people are prohibited from having guns. Dangerous or untrustworthy individuals, it says, should not have access to guns. That's kind of broad, untrustworthy. I, I it, it's useless because uh, uh, usually dangerous people buy guns from each other, no, it, or from or from Eric Holder. But generally speaking, <laughs> they buy from each other. In the morning, hey everybody, it's the Eric Holder gun sale. Come on down, I'll make you a deal. Uh, but I think the untrustworthy it's it's an interesting uh, choice of words uh, to say untrustworthy. Uh, then, of course, it's, uh, you know, the intent is to ban military-style assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, uh, which is just killing me how people keep saying clips or, you know, the, or, in fact, Bill Clinton was at CES. I don't know if you saw, if you saw his speech. Um, and he, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's high. Oh, no, he's completely out of he's, it. He's high. Listen to him. I grew up in this honey culture, but this is nuts. <laughs> this is nuts. Why does anybody need a 30 clip, a 30 round clip for a gun? Why does anybody need one of those things that carries 100 bullets? What are those things that carries 100 bullets? What is that thing? Uh, Who who needs that thing? I don't need that thing. Some guys like to go out on the range. Uh, and shoot 30 rounds. But what like is in a row. that thing? But what is that thing that carries 100 bullets? 
I don't know. It's a 100-bullet carrying I think, thing. It's a bucket. A bucket. It's a, a knapsack. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> All right. Reinstate uh, and strengthen the ban on assault weapons. That's a call to Congress to do that. Limit am- ammunition magazines, which is the correct uh, term, to 10 rounds. 10 rounds. That's dumb. <laughs> of course it's dumb. Um, now, here's interesting. Finish- I have a BB gun that holds 20 rounds. Yeah. Finish the job of getting armor-piercing bullets off the streets. Apparently, it's already illegal to manufacture and import armor-piercing ammunition except for military or law enforcement use. Of course, the cops should be able to shoot right through you. So uh, I guess I didn't know that was illegal, armor-piercing. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. Uh, Moving down. Okay, so take executive action to enhance tracing data. Now, this is going to be interesting. Um, I think we're going to see uh, some technology introduced that will, you know, involve RFID and maybe even um, uh, biometric type stuff. Like, you know, unless you're touching the gun, it won't no, operate. No, I think that isn't this really about the bullets? No, that's that's later on. Because, I mean, they have this huge, there's a big brouhaha going on right now worldwide. About of, the cost uh, of bullets. About, about the Ar- Iranian bullets. Oh, tell me, tell me about the revolutionary groups in North Africa and every place else are using for the Kalashnikovs. Oh, I have no idea. Tell me about yeah, the no, Iranian it's a big, bullets. It was a front page story in the New York Times, actually, with the bullets. Because these bullets started showing up all over the place. And nobody could figure out who made them because all the markings were just alien to any bullet manufacturer huh. that we know of. Hmm. Very good. And so, so some smart guy finally figured out they were coming out of Iran. And apparently the Iranians are just pumping out bullets. Uh, like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's like they're the biggest bullet sellers, I guess. But in it's the also world. it's also not like you can't make your own bullets. I mean, this is not this is not like yeah, a but crazy if running. Thing. If you're in you know some part of Africa and you got a bunch of boneheads running around shooting people, mm-hmm. they're not going to be. Hold on, Bill. Let's go make some bullets. I mean, they're not going to be doing that. They want they just buy boxes and boxes of these. Right. Iranian bullets, and then the next thing you know, they're uh, mysterious. But but some of the bullets that were the bullets, the way they're supposed to be made today, is they're supposed to have codes in the in the gunpowder. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so you can trace it that way. Okay, I'm down with that. But let, let, let's just move down the list. That warrants further investigation. By the way, the Iranian bullet scam. So yeah, get on that. Yeah, I'm actually working on it. I know I you are. It, it, I know it, you are. It, 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 Iran has not um, said, yeah, yeah, we're big bullet makers, and so there's something fishy <laughs> about it. Yeah. All right, eliminate restrictions that force uh, ATF to authorize importation of dangerous weapons simply because of their age. So that uh, that pretty much means if, uh, if you have a 50-year-old uh, weapon that is uh, a relic or curios... Um, it has to be uh, certified, and otherwise, uh, it'll be. You have to get rid of it. Uh, then we get effective. Uh, you can't collect a gun as no. a as a museum piece. Not if it's. Uh, what about an old blunderbuss? Not if it's uh, semi-automatic military surplus. Oh, you mean like a machine gun? Semi-automatic. It doesn't say full automatic. Oh, well, then it's okay to have a machine gun. No, <laughs> no. I said <laughs> which are easily convertible into machine guns or otherwise appealing for use in a crime. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Hey, let's go commit a crime. And you know what would really appeal to me? Let's get some really old guns. <laughs> How stupid is this? Not... It says it right here. It literally says, oh, a 
appealing for use in <laughs> Get crime. Some old machine gun and come in, or a Tommy gun <laughs> with with one of those big hundred hundred bullet holder thingies that Bill Clinton yeah, was talking big about. Round thing, <laughs> big round hundred bullet holder thing. Thompson submachine gun was the brand. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, provide effective training for active shooter situations for 14,000 law enforcement officers, first responders, and school officials. So we're going to terrorize all the children with uh, active shooter situations. It's already been going yeah, on, but now we're really good. Yeah, it's really good. And the freeze on gun violence research. Now, this is very interesting. This is a budget. And by the way, the whole uh, this whole thing frees up half a billion dollars, $500 million. Yeah, $500 million to yeah. do all this yeah. nothing, to do this nothing so, uh, initiative. So the, the request here is to have the Centers for Disease Control to research uh, why the causes of gun violence. I, I, I mean, it seems like the trigger was pulled. Doesn't seem like a health issue. Just seems like uh, doesn't seem like a health issue. No, no, the causes of gun violence. Well, okay, because someone pulled the trigger and pointed the the open somebody, end to somebody yeah, else. Somebody, yeah. It's a maniac. However, research on gun violence is not advocacy. It is critical public health research that gives all Americans information they need. And this is where this is where they start to lead up to the real meat of the thing. I uh, hope you get there soon. All right, if you want, I'll, I'll be happy to skip, but okay. Actually, I'm there. Conduct research on the causes and prevention of gun violence, including, and this is very key, links between video games, <laughs> media images, and violence. Well, media images, is that the same, even though they don't, they, they will use the word video games, but they won't say violent Hollywood movies? No, of course not. It's media images. What's a media image? I can. I mean, is that Google? Yeah, that's a media image. Huh. So scrub Google, Gro- scrub Google, scrub scrub Google. Google. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's really quite sad uh, that 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 there's such pussies that they they can't even put movies. They're not pussies. They're smart money. They get all their <laughs> they get their support from Hollywood. Yeah. And they they you know. For all practical purposes, it's a liberal biased operation, and they uh, make their money on vi- with violent movies. Let's face it, where all the best, best movies are extremely violent, and a lot of CG, and uh, and they support uh, the, the Democrats. And so what are you going to do? You don't bite the hand that feeds you. No, in fact, you give them a tax This ta- is all window dressing for just doing nothing. You give them a tax break. All right, here we go. Preserve the rights of health care providers to protect their patients and communities from gun violence. We should Uh-oh. never ask doctors and other health care providers to turn a blind eye to the risks posed by guns in the oh, in wrong other words, hands. The, the doctor-patient privilege is out the door. Is that what gone, you're saying? Gone. Gone. Here it is. Clarify that no federal law prevents health care providers from warning law enforcement authorities about threats of violence. Oh, this is a good find. You're Do- right. Doctors- I knew this and I didn't. I missed it. Damn well, it. and it's interesting because in the uh, Affordable Care Act... There was a provision actually put in there to try and thwart this, um, except uh, that provision was poorly written and talked about you know not not being allowed to correlate a database of gun owners to uh, uh, people who have mel- mental care, mental health care. But it was poorly worded, and so he specifically says. Doctors and other mental health professionals play an important role in protecting the safety of their patients and the broader community by reporting direct and credible threats of violence to the authorities. Like, I'm so mad at my wife. 
Not that I'm mad at my wife, but if someone said that. There is public confusion about whether federal law prohibits such reports about threats of violence. The Department of Health and Human Services is issuing a letter to healthcare providers clarifying that no federal law prohibits these reports in any way. Huh. And we continue. Protect what about state law. No, no one, citizens don't understand state law. I saw Dr. Drew on CNN yesterday like, oh, yeah, finally, doctors will be able to do what they do best, which is spy on their patients and rat them out. Good boy. This is just going to discourage people from talking. Well, it gets better. Protect the rights of health care providers to talk to their patients about gun safety. Can you imagine? Doctors and other health care providers need to be and able you to... you have a gun? No, this I, reminds me of the time you go into uh, Canada. You know, they're always asking if you have a gun. Yeah. Well, doctors and other health care providers need to be able home? to ask about firearms in their patients' homes and safe storage of those firearms, especially if their patients show sign of certain mental illnesses or if they have a young child or mentally ill family member at home. Now... There's no definition. Yeah, this, is, this is big, too big, brother, for the but it, but for the, anyone to but deal this with. But this is not. And it's about, not going to do any good. But it's not about guns, John. This is about everything. So your your doctor is going to start asking you questions. Yeah, you can, like, they're putting dossiers together. Yeah, and you know maybe you shouldn't drive a car. Maybe you know I don't think it's safe that. Uh, well, you and know, by, by maybe the way, you next shouldn't stop, be maybe turning you sh- over all this information to the insurance company so they can jack up your rates with with uh, with. Uh, oh well, some let, rationale. Oh, well, please let let us go down a little bit here. Let me talk about that part. Uh, uh, hold on. Improving mental health services. The last bit that no one is talking about on television. And mental health services, by the way, is, is, you know, is taking place all the time. It's your doctor giving you antidepressants, uh, riddle. Yeah, there's a drug angle this on this, is, too. This is the drug. This is there's the- got to be some pill you can take <laughs> that keeps you from wanting to shoot a gun. President Obama said, we're going to need to work on making access to mental health care as easy as access to a gun. Today, it, it, it's like this is already easy. You go and you go like, I'm confused. The doctor goes, really? You should have some Ritalin. That's how easy it is. I'm depressed. Really? You should have some Abilify. Today, less than half of children and adults with diagnosable mental health problems receive the treatment they need. Well, we need to up that, don't you think, John? I think we need to get more treatment. <laughs> get, we have patients out there. While the vast majority of Americans with mental illness are not violent, several recent mass shootings have highlighted how some cases of mental illness can develop into a crisis situation. Hello. Which situation is that? Where was that admission? Did I miss that? I mean, did, 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 who was deemed crazy? I mean, officially. Not a single one. No, There's been no report... Of, uh, of any of these uh, mass shootings that the guy was on drugs, on mental drugs. Uh, we need to do more than just keep guns out of the hands of people with serious mental illness. All this undefined, by the way, but of course it will be defined by the DSM-5 manual uh, coming out. Catch. Which is coming right, out exactly. in, in, uh, all, in six weeks. And by the way, with that book, mm-hmm. everybody's nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In six weeks, this thing comes out. Be, there will be a, a designation for people who podcast more than twice a week <laughs> as mentally ill. Correct. <laughs> now, here it is. Make sure that students and young adults are getting treatment for mental health issues. 
reach 750,000 young people through programs to identify mental illness early and to refer them to treatment. This is a bonanza. <laughs> this is fantastic. And we've got the Ment uh, Aware Project, the Provide Mental Health First Aid Training for Teachers, which includes training for teachers and other adults who interact with youth to detect and respond to mental illness in children and young adults, including how to encourage adolescents and families experiencing these problems to seek treatment. They're building a sales team, a huge sales team with the Can teachers. Can I ask you something just a little Because I know you're on a roll, but yeah. I have to kind of yeah, sure. Jump sidetrack in. you for a second. Is there anything in any of these provisions? You've gone through all of them in mm -hmm. great detail, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. Is there anything that, like, for example, would set up a gun safety program, an educational gun safety program at, like, the high school level so kids would actually be introduced to guns and learn how, <laughs> how to deal with them safely and so they know what a, how a gun works and they wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be afraid no. of them and things like that? So that would be probably part of the program, right? Where, where, who did that? What was the deal? I don't think so. Of course that's huh. not part of the deal. Why well, isn't part of the deal? It sounds like a logical thing to do. No, that is not. In, fa in fact, quite the opposite. Huh. But here is, uh, oh, oh, well, maybe this is it. We need to launch a national conversation to increase understanding about mental health. This is where we come in, John. This is where we, we should be able to get some money. No, hopefully. Yeah. The sense of shame and secrecy associated with mental illness prevents too many people from seeking help. The president is directing Secretary Sebelius and Duncan to launch a national dialogue. Duncan? Yeah. There's a guy who needs help. <laughs> about mental illness with young people who have experienced mental illness. Members of the faith community, foundations, and schools, and business leaders. So, you know, this I don't know, this... How come there's not like uh, media, uh, podcasters? We should be getting paid to talk about mental illness. Yes, we should. And here is uh, the final bit. Ensure coverage of mental health treatment. There you go. Finalize requirements, finalize, mind you, for private health insurance plans to cover mental health services, which, of course, will add something to your bill because they're going to be forced to provide mental health and make sure millions of Americans covered by Medicaid also get quality mental health coverage. <laughs> this whole thing is a part of the control of the human resources of Gitmo Nation through health care. Yeah, well, that's what we've been working on. We're trying to get this to fit. It's just, just taking so long. But it, 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 it wasn't until last night that I really, when, once I was reading this, I'm like, this has nothing to do with guns. It's not gonna, no one gives a crap about the guns. These guys who are making these laws, it's, it's just pandering because it's a huge amount of money that is going to go now into more drugs, more giving more drugs to more kids. 750,000 young adults we have to reach. We know what that means, don't you? Means we got to, oh, you know, I, you know, I think just a little ADHD. I mean, we could get you some Vyvanse. That would help. Oh, yeah, this just a drug. Everybody, the whole country's going to be in bad shape, all doped up. Yeah, and then all of these, all, your doctor will, will be able to, you know, literally say, well, you know, 
I don't think, you know, you should travel. You shouldn't be in small spaces. You shouldn't be in elevators with people. Um, I don't think you should uh, be anywhere near children. I don't think you should be um, uh, in in a situation where there's also alcohol. I mean, you are going to, this is going to be used against the citizens of, of Gitmo Nation. So, um, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, I do have, I, I have a clip. The purpose is not to ban guns, which I forgot what it's about. Can you play that and see if there's any relevance? Yeah. We have said all along this is not about taking anyone's rights away. Oh, but about okay. Securing- Here's what it is. <laughs> I got the biggest kick out of this because, well, you've you've actually brought this up probably more than I have. But you know when somebody says they it's not for this, you know this I'm doing this not for this reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which means you're doing it for this very reason. So yeah. I got this clip. It's got Cuomo and some other woman, and I just got and I just clipped it together because it's like the, I just got the it just and this was on Fox of all places, yeah, of but course. it was just yeah. a funny couple a couple of these. We're not doing it for that reason. We're doing it for this. But play them. We said all along this is not about taking anyone's rights away, but about securing the right of all New Yorkers to live in a safe and free society. This is not about. Um, ignoring those Second Amendment rights. But we do need decisive action from Congress, and we need it soon. The push is being sponsored by Mayors Against Illegal Guns, ah, a coalition yeah. of more than 800 mayors nationwide. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah they're the ones that did that celebrity video with the uh, all the celebrities. Yeah, I, I have, I have just, scam. I have two quick clips. So we get out of get out of this part. I mean, I think I've I've done my job. Uh, you will not see anyone talking about the healthcare angle. You'll not see any any newspaper magazine catch on the thirty three. Uh, of course, I mean that that was that, that's not the catch. That's that's what gets me up in the middle of the night. Like you know, I have triggers. Ding ding ding. Someone just said thirty three. Okay, what is it? Let me research. Where is it? Okay, I found it. And then it's all about selling 700. They're looking for a million, basically a million new patients. And it will all be covered by insurance and Medicaid. And, you know, that's not free. You know, someone's got to pay for it. And it's probably going to be everybody. Um, so this is from your neck, neck of the woods. This is uh, someone sent this to me, recorded off the television. So the, uh, um, the audio is not great, but it's very funny. You have a, a councilwoman. Who, is, who knows everything about guns. You know, in California, you have an open carry. You're allowed to uh, wear a gun uh, openly um, in a holster on your belt as long as it's not loaded, as long as there's no bullets in it. You can carry the bullets, I think, in another pocket, but they have to physically be separated. And, of course, this, this makes a lot of people nervous. Uh, but according to uh, this woman, um, they're very, very unloaded guns are very dangerous. California law allows gun owners to carry a rifle or handgun in a holster if it's unloaded. Those who support the bill say even an unloaded gun is still dangerous. There's been a lot of people that have been shot by an unloaded gun. And whether it's loaded or not, it still presents a threat. It's amazing. There's so many people who have been shot by an unloaded gun. It's oh, just... yeah, because it's not a matter of whether there's bullets in it or not. The it, gun happens, itself it happens all you. the time. <laughs> and then uh, just uh, my pet peeve, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, still doesn't really know what her job is. Earlier this month, shortly after Newtown, all members of Congress took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution. Now, I'm sorry, that is not your oath. Your oath is to uphold the Constitution. Uh, but uh, you're using these terms 
in a, to um, connect them to guns. Protect and defend is a law enforcement term. Thank you. And the American people. To protect and defend. That is our first responsibility. No, that's, I'm sorry. That is not your first responsibility. That is just incorrect, Nancy Pelosi. Today, leaders of the House Democratic Caucus have come together to fulfill that duty to confront the challenge of gun violence in our society, to enact to ensure the safety and security of our communities. Yeah. All right, great. But you don't even know what your, what your primary responsibility is. She doesn't even remember the oath that she took. Protect and, I think She's to, an idiot. Yes, but to protect and serve is the, uh, is the actual uh, police term. Uh, protect and, protect serve, and yes. serve, protect and serve. So one of the things, I was watching some of these, these events myself. Of course. And I, I found, I realized, I didn't realize until I listened to this one, which I have the clip, which is what I heard was very exciting mm. uh, clip, if you want to get it ready. Yeah. Is I, I've decided that I hate the, the, this, this, uh, the, the two phrases this guy uses. I didn't even care about what he had to say, but I think it's about time we called out. Because you you hear it, I hear it. We have not picked it up as a as a horrible meme. See if you can spot it right off the bat. Start with you, Josh Horowitz. What's the most important aspect of what you heard at, heard the president say? Well, first of all, I think it's great that we're having this conversation today, and this day is a long time coming. And what I heard at the at the White House today was very exciting. Long time coming. Okay, we have two things. One is it's great uh, we're I having, think it's the, great we're having, having this conversation. conversation. Yeah, yeah. Which and always, the other one I yeah. think is very exciting. Yeah. Now, this guy, I, I timed this out. They bring this guy on the news hour. The, these, these TV people are trying. They try to you know jam stuff in there. This guy took twenty one seconds out of the, everybody's time to just say, "I think it's great we're having this conversation." Screw you on how great the conversation is. What have you got to say? So, and I'm noticing that a lot of people are bringing this up. Is this is exactly the same as? Gee, that's a that's a that's a great question. It's some sort of like stalling tactic. I think it's great we're having this conversation. It's great we're having this conversation. Have the conversation. Don't comment on the greatness or non-greatness of the of the, of the established conversation. It just bugs me. Well, to be honest, let me just bring it up again. Isn't that exactly uh, what the president called for? A, a, a conversation? Yeah. Let me just, yeah. Let's don't do anything. Yeah, well, but yeah, but then let's just talk about it and then say it's great that we're talking about it. <laughs> but but that's kind of how it works. This you're supposed to do what the president says. It's great we're having this conversation, a national conversation in our in our Google Plus community. By the way, the 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 document, the president's plan to protect our children and our communities by reducing gun violence, is the subtitle. It's on Google Plus. No, 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 no. Oh. Now is the time. Is the uh, is the, is the name of uh, this report. The, and says, the president's plan to protect our children and our communities by reducing gun violence. What, you know, that's, a, what, that's a goal to set. You know what? Let's reduce it. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to set a goal, I mean, wouldn't you say eliminate? You know, it's, it's, it sounds so half-hearted. <laughs> let's reduce it. Like, uh, you know, we, yeah, it sounds uh, like a weight loss program. Let's, let's, let's just reduce it a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't really, you know, it's okay. Let me hear that guy again, that douche. Share with you, Josh Horowitz. What's the most important aspect of what you heard at, heard the president say? Well, first of all, I think it's great that we're having this conversation today, and this day is a long time coming. And what I heard at the, at the White House today was very exciting. <laughs> it's so exciting. Why? 
<laughs> yeah, really. Why was it exciting? Well, it, it was. It was, was he aroused like sexually? <laughs> it was engaging. You know, there was there was interesting. I don't know about exciting. It wasn't it's like, exciting. A roller coaster is exciting. Christmas is exciting. You know, these are these are things that are exciting. Oh, man. Anyway, in the morning to you, John C. Devorak. In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and knights out there. Yes, and uh, to our human resources in the chat room, always there to keep us on the straight and narrow, feed me funny lines. Uh, NoAgendaStream.com, NoAgendaChat.net, and all of our artists. Martin J.J. did our art on episode 478. Thank you, Martin J.J. Your contributions, the contributions of all of the artists, which you can see at NoAgendaArtGenerator.info, or .com, sorry are, uh, of course, uh, very, very important to the success of the program. We know it because when we have crap art, uh, donations are crap. Um, so we always try to eliminate well, least we that. we had crappy donations was, this time, so you're going to blame Martin J.J.? <laughs> yes. It's all right because I, I have an audition for later on. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, you know, let's try and nail one so that, you know, when we have, you know, crappy donations that, you know, when when it's low that we can actually make up for some lost time. We have not nailed one. I have not been hired for one voiceover gig yet. I think you're insincere with your presentations. Well, I'm doing exactly what you're telling me to do. Uh, anyway. Okay. There, well, then it's my fault. Duh. And it probably is. The director will take the <laughs> take the hit. Right. I'll I'll take the bullet. I mean I'll give you the, <laughs> As the I'll give you the the advertising award when we win it. Well you yeah, I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna win the award and you're gonna thank me. Yes. Yeah, but that's not the same as I I'm, won't I'm, have the I'm, trophy. I'm, I'm gonna thank my team. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank my team. I'd like to thank my What's team. Uh, Jeb and Millicent. I want to thank my team. All right. I, I see at least we have uh, is it? The, don't tell me we have a Knights checking in. Yeah. Oh, we have an, a new producer. I see. New exec. No, not is it? A, is Steve an exec? What are you talking about? I'm looking at the producer list. We have uh, we have one executive producer. It, although it was below our, yeah, this is the high of the two hundreds. You want to be this? Just thank him. We got uh, one, two, three people. Yeah. Thank. That's what I just said. Okay, Steve, Steve, Stephen Fedig. In Wisconsin, Delavan, Wisconsin, came out with $250, and he'll be the executive producer for show 479 because he came with the most amount of money. He says he's got nothing to say. Well, maybe this. Misery loves company. Keep up the swell work, gents. Thank you. Okay, well, he liked the show, yeah. and he is new. Uh, Kevin Hamilton at $233.33. Thanks to No Agenda, I can now pass through airport security without anxiety. After hearing about the free valet service, complimentary <laughs> massage, and private dressing room, I almost enjoy airport security Exactly. Now. Wait a minute. But wait a minute. Do you go through the uh, the priority line with your uh, coach ticket? That is a part of the entire process. Experience. Yeah, yeah. That, makes it, that makes it that much more fun. Enjoyable, yes. The number of people who are completely unaware opting out as possible must be staggering. I, I agree. It's amazing to me that everyone just goes blindly goes through with their it. Yeah. Also, fuck that pre-approved TSA bullshit. I love how their website says no individual will be guaranteed expedited screening. Right. No agenda is worth more to me than $11.11 a month. So I've decided to donate $233.33, which is a regular thirty-three thirty-three with two to the head in honor of mainstream media, which you kick to the curb and assassinate every episode. Wow. The service No Agenda provides is the best in the universe. I'm requesting a 33 magic number, two to the head karma. Wow. What a great note. Thank you. That, that, that makes me feel very good. It really does. 33, that's a magic number. Oh, yeah.
There you go, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, whoops, I just closed the, something here. Uh, Thomas? Oh, yeah, hold on a second. Let me see if uh, Thomas Pouliard, Sir Thomas to you, um, has an email in here. That uh, What happened to, to Buzzkill Jr. Uh, taking emails and, and putting them in? How come we keep going to your, the last, like, four or five shows? I like, have to send it to him because oh, he doesn't get the emails. I do. What? But I send it to Buzzkill Jr. At did no you Gen send Nation. this one to him? I didn't get an email. Well, I did. But I didn't send it to him. I'm just noticing it has not been opened, so well, I'm opening it now. He you says, haven't even opened it. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I get 400 emails a day, and I don't look at all. <laughs> now, let, let me read Thomas's uh, note. He says, hey, mofos, I nearly cried when I heard Adam say slave scanner. Seems like a new classic term has been coined. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a slave scanner. Yeah, it's a slave yeah, scanner. Yeah, exactly. Okay, slave, get in the scanner. Thanks again, Adam, for wireless credentials for Shipole last week. Shipole. 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 It's a new type of antenna John's developing, the Shipole. <laughs> it was from my daughter, Heidi. Yeah, that's right. The donation is $205. Please credit me $200 as the additional $5 is for the cheap Indian bastard. (laughs) I would like to congratulate my colleague, new No Agenda Knight, Craig Whitting, or Whiting, as a Scottish knight. Hmm. Uh, I could use a job karma uh, for changes on the horizon. 73s, slaves. Yay, 73s, back at you. You've got karma. I'm keeping the hams rolling. Hams. Oh, yes. Yeah, I thought no, you were referring to the meat. No, no, the no agenda hams. Anyway, that's all we got. That's Those are our uh, okay. three executive, right. associate executive producer for show 479. I want to remind people, please go to Dvorak.org slash NA and help us keep the show on the air. Uh, at Dvorak.org slash NA is the main site. There's also channel Dvorak.com slash NA and then noagendashow.com should have a button you can click on and also uh, noagendanation.com has a button you can click on. And uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm, Apparently. I'm, well, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Normally I have a little more time during this part of the of the show, but I guess uh, that's not the case today. Dvorak.org slash NA Well, what you can do is uh, propagate some formula. It exists by hitting Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Right on. There was, um, I'm sorry, did you want to say something? No, no, I'm good to go. Um, And this is uh, something kind of... uh, has left under the radar. These are always very difficult times when producing the show. It takes a lot of extra effort to wade through the molasses of stinking media news bullcrap to find other things that are going on. I mean, you know, just try and Google. Just look at the. Just look at any news site. You know, try and get some anything that's uh, that's beyond the gun control. It's always so, it's so tiring. And it I works, know, it's by the pathetic. way. Pathetic. You know, even even Miss Mickey said, 
Well, you know, when, like, Christina's in the house, you know, we should, you know, lock up the guns. I'm like, my daughter's like... What is Christina going to do, <laughs> grab a gun and kill you both? <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it works on people's psyche, you know? It, uh, it, it works you on people. Uh, it hammers you. You're hammered. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you just get, you get physically tired from this. So there was a, an interesting uh, lawsuit. Uh, the ACLU uh, has discovered that there are indeed apparently 52 pictures of Osama bin Laden, of him uh, shot in the head and of the burial at sea, uh, and uh, they sued to uh, to get it these. It took them that long to dream to, to create these pictures? <laughs> well, there's a lot wow. of Photoshop. You know, watch was initially turned down, but just this morning, its lawyers made an appeal to a panel of three federal judges in D.C., and inside that, that uh, hearing room was the president of Judicial Watch, Mr. Tom Fitton. Tom, welcome. Hey, thank you. Uh, why do you want the photos released? Uh, by the way, this is an interesting conversation to listen to. I'm sorry. It's a great conversation. I'm glad it's happening. I'm very excited about this great conversation. Because this is we are having this conversation. Because yes, Brooke uh, from CNN finds it so strange that anyone would want to see these photos. Yes, that's really the weirdest Why? thing. You know, I heard there was like a, an explosion and they blew up this factory. And, I, you know, I thought it was bogus, but I wanted to see the pictures and... I, you know, why would anybody want to see the pictures was what the response. Yeah, it's fact. Go. You don't need to see that. It's fact. It's done. It's history. Be on the right it's, side of it. It's science. Well, the law requires <laughs> it. Uh, these are basic, This is basic information about the death of Osama bin Laden, the most uh, important military victory, frankly, in the entire war against terrorism. <sighs> Really? That that was a disappointing uh, part of the great conversation. I would say. <laughs> and the administration wants to withhold these documents simply because it might upset foreign populations that get the terrorists upset. And, you know, we don't think you can just throw aside our nation's transparency laws uh, because doing so would upset the terrorists. What other laws do we throw aside? <laughs> oh, the terrorists are upset. No, don't do that. Don't don't show pictures. You're going to upset me. I, I know you say you talk about the law, but I just have to read you what Jay Carney, uh, White House spokesperson, said at the time, quoting him. It is not in our national security interest to allow these images to become icons to rally opinion against the United States. Uh, when when you know we talk about and we hear from the White House that the possible consequences of releasing these photos it might inflame the Arab world. We think of our men and women fighting overseas. Uh, you know they may be in harm. Way, do you not believe ho, that ho, that ho, could ho, happen? Stop the clip. Yeah, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Wait, now hold on a second. So you're telling me that these photos would gonna is gonna upset the world's the terrorist Arab, the network Arab world. and all the rest, and Carney's all in on this. But the movie Zero Dark Thirty, <laughs> nah, no problem. No, that's no, 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 no. That's media images. That's something different. It doesn't right. count. Continue. No. These are media images. Pictures are media images. It's not a movie. Don't you understand the difference? And by the way, it's okay if you have a YouTube video of uh, of our Marines peeing on dead uh, Arabs. And that won't bother anybody. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, it may happen, but we don't know it's going to happen. You Why know, do you want to take that chance? <laughs> Who is this douchebag woman? Brooke. Brooke from CNN. She's, they're all programmed, but that's why it's fun to listen to. It's a great conversation. I'm very excited about having it. Well, the law requires the release of this information. Is that true, Joe? 
that the I, law requires the release of this information. I like. I, I mean, I like. The, I, well, I think it might be. There may. Be, I think if it's requested, I think there may be some. That oh, okay. Under FISA, Information yeah. Act. Okay. It's under FOIA. Quite likely. Right. And it's more important that we follow our laws that yes. give the people access to information about what its government is doing than to say that we're not going to allow the American people to know what its government is doing because doing so might upset the terrorists. Shut Everything we do upsets the terrorists. What other laws shouldn't we fight? <laughs> I love that. Everything you do upsets the terrorists. I like this guy. is funny. He's, it, it's, it's good. That's subtle right. He's right. Subtle humor. Follow because they upset the terrorists. The government, for instance, and with... How about, how about droning some guy's family? Does that upset the terrorists? I mean, <laughs> when you really look at it. Hey, I'm having a wedding. And, and oh, America uh, droned my family. I'm I'm an upset terrorist now. Oh, don't show those photos. Trying to withhold this information. I cited a false Newsweek publication as upsetting the terrorists and the publication of cartoons as upsetting the terrorists. I mean, the, the implication is maybe we shouldn't do those things. Maybe the government should censor that information. Yeah, now you're talking. Good idea. I'll take that to the top. Why would this you type want of that censorship to happen? Is at Why odds. would you want that to happen if you look at the outroar from that silly, it was a silly YouTube video mocking the Prophet Muhammad just before 9-11 of last year. And now she brings this thing up, which is, is, is now widely admitted to be a lie. Widely. Everywhere. The, the president, the secretary of state... Everyone says that that was not the reason for the pro. There was no protest. It was an attack. She's bringing this up as a, a reason. She's terrible, this woman. It, it upset the terrorists. You had all the riots globally. Why do riots globally? Globally, I tell you. You want to take that chance? Is it really just about the law, or do you not believe that he's dead? <laughs> oh! Oh! oh. Whoa! Whew. Curveball. Talk about oh. jumping over the cliff. Well, that's what she, that, that's really what she what she was what she's supposed to say. Is she supposed to you know because the oh, guy she, yeah, demean the guy by yes. making this kind of an accusation, which everybody thinks is crackpot. Right. So she puts him in that camp. Right. Bit of propaganda. Good right. work, lady. Exactly. Now, if it was me, I, you know, my response would be, yeah, like we landed on the moon. Oh, it is about the law. I believe he's dead. Uh, certainly the Obama administration leaked all sorts of other information about the bin Laden death. And we're going to have a motion picture courtesy in part of the Obama administration extolling so his death. Baldwin? Yes. Uh, that victory there. Uh, and that's fine. Uh, but then to go ahead and say we can't have the basic information is ridiculous. I love the, uh, the I love that she she brought on the conspiracy theory angle. That, to me, is just... That is exactly... You know that, you know that Anderson Pooper did another 12 minutes on that... Oh, on that no, you're kidding. I, don't, I, I didn't pull so, any clips, but another 12 minutes. Baldwin joined CNN and HLN in 2008. She was a contributor... Listen, this is where her, this is where our journalistic background comes uh -huh. from. She was the contributor on Rick's List, hosted by Rick Sanchez. Oh. Remember him? Yeah. He was, like, booted yeah. out. Yeah, he was fi he was fired on October 2010 for making what some believe were anti-Semitic remarks. Baldwin filled in for him, eventually taking the time slot permanently. She now anchors CNN Newsroom, and she hosts a weekly segment during her newscast, known as Music Monday, named <laughs> after the Twitter trend, Mute. profiling profiling musicians. So she's also a a uh, celebrity. Um, she's a uh, groupie, jock sniffer. Groupie. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrity yeah, musician jock sniffer. Jock sniffer. Ah, all right. She hosted a half hour music special named Soundcheck, <coughs> which featured Wilco, Mavis Staples, and Mumford and Sons. 
Anyway, Baldwin and Pierce Morgan worked together hosting CNN's coverage of Queen Elizabeth II Diamond Jubilee. Mm. Yeah, so she's a total douchebag. And she's obviously good. What's her, what's her, I don't see anything that she has any. She got a bachelor's degree in journalism and Spanish from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. All right, that's her. You still there? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh, I'm, I'm down with her. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's on. just a dude. She, I, I really think she's terrible the way she handled that questioning. She's obviously, you might be right, she's just scripted. Well, this is what she does. I mean, she, you know, come on. You know, these people that have, they have, if she has to think for herself, then, you know, smoke comes out of her ears. This is, this is not, not new. All right, what else we got? Well, I, got I, I, have, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Yeah, um, and uh, you were not on uh, that technology show Sunday, uh, and I, and I, I don't see this. I don't understand why it's not really being discussed because it seems like more important is that the hopper was removed from the CNET awards. Oh, big surprise, everybody! It's rigged. <laughs> well, I've always said all these awards are rigged. Well, of course it's rigged, but yeah, everyone's like integrity. Where's the integrity? There's no integrity over there. There's no integrity anywhere. Except on this show, it, because we have no no commercials. That's the whole problem. Yeah, no, that is the that is the issue. Yeah. We don't have commercials, so we can talk about the hopper. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <this laughs> poor CNET guy quits, which you know, I said, well, he'll get work. What I don't a know. fool! What a fool! And why didn't the editors stand up for him? And here's the thing: let me discuss how this actually should work. Okay, because I actually have something else to talk about. But okay, <laughs> well, let me talk about how this this yes. this little. Let's yes. first give a little background. Now, some guy working at CNET, I can't remember his name offhand, but he's one of the writers, and he wrote uh, how great the hopper was and apparently cbs uh, told the powers that be and i couldn't figure out who his editor is because i looked at the editorial staff to see because i was gonna i think write a, I think I'm still write a column on this but uh you couldn't figure out who his editor was but some editor obviously got the word said they pulled the thing and the guy got mad and quit and uh says there's no integrity here and he quit Meanwhile, the editor, of course, should have taken the bullet, not the writer, but that's another story. But but you could have gotten around this. It should have been caught before it was printed in the first place, and it's very easy to do, take the other side of this argument if I was going to be the editor, and I didn't want this to run because I knew it was going to cause trouble. <coughs> I would have just gone to the writer and said, look, this is, by the way, the way it does, this is the real world, the way it actually operates, especially in, in any media that's owned by a large corporation. Right. You go to the guy, but you first, you know, you got to kill the story because your bosses are going to get mad at you. But you, but they never actually necessarily, if, it, if it's done right, the editor does it on his own. He doesn't wait for the, so he can always say, no one's ever told me, no one's ever told me to, to fix a story. No one's ever told me to do this or that. No, because if you're worth your salt, you do it without being told. Yeah. And here's and here's the way as editor I would have done this. I'd have gone to the writer and I said, "Look, uh, we have a problem with the story. What's the problem?" I said, "Well, CBS is in litigation right now with the Dish Network and this device, and unless you want to be hauled into court." And and become like be deposed and go through a big hassle and um and maybe be sued personally by, personally yes oh okay uh, and you, it's, the likelihood is zero but it's always possible you want to be sued and you're and then from now on as this case progresses your article will be used against the company you work for I'll print it if you want if you want to go with it but I think you're gonna it's not a good idea. 
just take my word for it, not a good right. idea. Boom, that writer will pull the story. Right. D- deal's done. Everybody's happy. This right. never happens. Right. Somebody at CNET in the editorial layer dropped the ball. Well, already, but the thing was already nominated. It was nominated, and the nominations had gone yeah, out. That's where the killed earlier than all this. No. You could do it. It okay. was very easy to get around this problem of having the the embarrassment of having a writer quit. But apparently, nobody had the skill set to 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 do it. But John, hold on a second. Can we just agree that CNET is compromised regardless? I don't care how hoity-toity they all act. Oh, no, I just said that they were, and this is the way I, it was, should have been handled if it was handled by somebody who knew how right. to do it. They, it. they have people at some layer. But that, it's everything. It's like, you know, the, yeah, the reviews, the whole CBS, thing. CBS, this is a large corporation. Yeah, yeah, NBC yeah. is compromised in the yeah. same way. I can assure you yes. that you'll never see ABC doing an expose on Disney. No. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you the question then, because this is, here's, here's what I was actually interested in. The Java story. Why is the U.S. government, specifically the government, telling me I should uninstall Java on all of my computers? Yeah. Why? And and you know the, 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 there's talk yeah, of because there's a zero day threat out there. Well, but. Uh, that apparently can compromise your machine, and some people can, I guess. I mean, but I've heard this. I don't know that it's true. But obviously, but supposedly, no one... there's a zero day threat that can make somebody take over your machine and steal all your stuff real easy. Okay. Where is Kaspersky, and where are all these guys who are always checking out Stuxnet and everything? Who who's behind it? I think, if to me, it sounds like um, the government, the government. And uh, the Israeli government, who did the uh, Stuxnet and the uh, you know Olympic Games and all that, something got out got out of control. And, oh, that's a possibility. And that is, but th- th- there seems to be no fear. I don't hear people freaking out about it. No, you talk people talking about it. Does everyone not use Java? No, everybody does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in, inherent to, to things that I use. I know it is. It, and, and I don't talk about JavaScript, obviously, but Java. There's, there's all kinds right. of Java stuff that 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 I use. Do applications. So I. But where is the where's the analysis? Where's the tech press on the, all the time about the freaking hopper? And this is <laughs> integrity of the journal. Where is the actual journalistic work because going on? Because nobody has. I don't know what the, you're right. It's an interesting uh, drop the balls moment. And Larry Ellison, by the way, right now, why? What's the big deal? What's going on? So they would that the fact that we're seeing this situation evolve the way it is would indicate that some intelligence agencies are somehow involved in this. Well, this of course comes from Oracle. This is from Oracle. Larry Ellison, uh, you know, he's obviously. has huge con- contacts with the intelligence oh, no, community. It, 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 a lot of people believe that the reason Oracle's always been so big is because it was it's the main CIA database yeah. supplier, and they have to yeah. be kept in business. Yes. Yeah, they never, never can go out of business. No, they can't. It's impossible. Um, anyway, I would just like to know. Uh, to me, it feels like uh, either... No, the only thing it feels like is like something got out of control. And uh, I'm uh, on it. Thank you. I mean, this is, where's the column? Where's the Dvorak I'm patented going to, column? Tomorrow there'll be a blowout column on this topic. <laughs> Promise? I'll call, it, I'll, I'll call in a few favors. <laughs> what favors? <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to know what favors. <laughs> yeah, it's just a phrase. Uh, not a lot of... Uh, 
visibility on uh, Lucifer Clippity Clop. She's you know she's laying very very low. If she, yeah, she they, they, the swelling is has <laughs> got to go down around her eyes. Well, I, I apparently you know she's 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 older and they they didn't know if she was gonna get she did she's apparent I guess she's a bleeder, so she's probably still got two black eyes. Well, not according to Bill. Yeah, yeah, Bill would know. I don't think he's seen the woman in six months. Well, if you listen to Bill. Uh, he's basically confirming she's a lizard. <laughs> Check it out. Here it is. <laughs> she's, she's always been very, very healthy. And she has very low blood pressure, very low standing heartbeat. I tell her that, you know. Very low blood pressure, very low did say standing heart rate? Yeah. What does that mean? What is a standing Just heart your, rate? your heart rate when you're not doing anything. Okay. She's still got time to have three more husbands after me. <laughs> So I think she'll live to be 120. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just like a turtle. <laughs> no, listen. Yeah, we already know from past shows, and people who just knew listeners, they don't know this, but there's a lot of discussion about the, the uh, fact that she does not sweat. That's right. Eat me, Hillary a, Clinton. That's right. She does not it sweat. Was, it was di- uh, discussed on a couple of shows, and she does yeah. not sweat. Yeah. She's the first to admit it. And we know that very few reptiles actually sweat. No. Well, you know... <laughs> We have to start listening to David Icke again. Oh, nah, I'm pretty convinced that guy's in on the game, too. Oh, yeah, totally. So I have a, a one clip, kind of an off-the-wall transition clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got, I got the newest. It's only a 60-second job because they've changed their style because one-minute and 30-second ads are too expensive. So I have the newest Lunesta ad. Ah, what does Lunesta do again? Is it, are, it's a sleeping pill. Ah, they will tell us in the ad, obviously. But but the cool thing, or the cool thing, is it's just a laundry list of problems, but the sales pitch is now down to 10 seconds. Oh, so it's 10 seconds of, of buy this and... Uh, 50 seconds of it's going to kill you. We know a place where tossing and turning have given way to sleeping, where sleepless nights yield to restful sleep, and Lunesta Asapoclone can help you get there like it has for so many people before. When taking Lunesta, don't drive or operate machinery until you feel fully awake, walking, eating, driving, or engaging in other activities while asleep without remembering it the next day have been reported. Lunesta should not be taken together with alcohol. Abnormal behavior may include aggressiveness, agitation, hallucinations, or confusion. In depressed patients, worsening of depression, including risk of suicide, may occur. Alcohol may increase these risks. Allergic reactions such as tongue or throat swelling occur rarely and may be fatal. Side effects may include unpleasant taste, headache, dizziness, and morning drowsiness. Ask your doctor if Lunesta is right for you. Then find out how to get Lunesta for as low as $15 at Lunesta.com. There's a land of restful sleep. We can help you go there on the wings of Lunesta. I love the morning drowsiness. Isn't that why I took it in the first place? <laughs> on the wings, the wings of Lunesta. So uh, here's one for the Red Book. You can put it in the book right now. Soon the disclaimer will include do not operate firearms when after taking Lunesta. Or keep firearms uh, out of reach of those people on Lunesta should not handle firearms. There it is. That's the one. It's, this is this needs to show up. Well, I think yeah. Well, anyone is any of the smart money people listen to the show that are involved with this sort of propaganda will pick up on that. This is not this is not a prediction. This is Facts. a uh, an initiative you you just began. Yeah. Shut up already. It's science. 
<laughs> Kiki likes it, by the way. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she said, oh, that's, she probably never listened to it. That's cute. She, yeah, yeah, it's cute. They're using a clip of mine. <laughs> it's yeah. science. Context is lost on Twitter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is totally lost on Twitter. You, you just, it's like, it's just a bunch of people. It's like the Muppet show. It's just a bunch of Muppets. And then they do stuff, you know, that's kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't get that. I, I, I don't even know why I use Twitter, not you mention it. So we were, uh, for several years, we were tracking the Airbus versus Boeing fight. Ah! And uh, and I saw you have a clip, so I, I want to hear your report. Okay, um, well, I was thinking that let, I was going to introduce let, the concept. Let me just set it up. Um the setup is, well, actually, I'll set it up with a, a, a little piece from a clip from last week, which I was holding on to, uh, about the Dreamliner 787. Now, this is last week. Today's announcement comes on the heels of another issue involving a battery on the Boeing 787. Yesterday, an all-Nippon Airways flight was forced to make an emergency landing after a battery malfunction. There were reports of smoke in the cockpit. The landing led all-Nippon and Japan Airways to ground their fleet of 787. That's a total of... Oh, crap. That's the, I'm, I'm sorry. That's the wrong clip. <sighs> I'm an idiot. That's this week's. Yeah, I know. This is this is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Today's announcement. What is this? Why is it here? It is this? Uh, yes. The FAA announced today that it's going to take a closer look at Boeing's 787 Dreamliner. This comes after three days of problems this week. King Five Aviation Specialist Glenn Farley is here with more on today. Now, now listen carefully, because this is just last week with the FAA this announcement and what this could mean. So, what are they doing to take? A you know, this look? is this is really a pretty big deal. Basically, what the FAA is going to do with Boeing's help is it's going to review the process that got them to this point, the years that they spent certain this airplane to make sure they did it right and try to figure out why we are having some of the kinds of incidents we're having. Now, let's take a look at one of those incidents right now. The one that really has gotten everybody's attention here is this fire in the aft cargo bay aboard a Japan Airlines 787. All right. So uh, as we started the show off, I will tell you that electrical fires, um, you know, pilots just take off with that stuff um, that uh, I don't think that these supposed alleged smoke, etc., in the cockpit, I'm not so sure that that is really a reason to ground the fleet. It is interesting that only United has them in the United States. Uh, United Airlines has eight of them. Um, now, I don't like flying in them anyway because they're made of plastic, so I'm, I'm against the whole plastic plane principle to start with, uh, but I believe there's something else going on, and I hope you have a theory. Uh, yeah, well, it's the same, same theory that uh, you we've been pushing for four years, which is that there's a fight between Airbus and Boeing, and they sabotage each, each other. And I think it's just pure sabotage, and there's the smoke thing is particularly weird. But this last report, the thing that got me and, and re-triggered the thought that this is just essentially part of the, the, the little battle, even though they haven't, like, killed anybody yet, but you can expect to see a, an Airbus go down because Boeing plays a little rougher than the other guys you'll probably be half empty but it'll still crash uh is the, the thing was that the coincidence let me just write that uh, down on this latest thing it says oh okay this is this is, doesn't sound right
There's a dramatic turn for the worst today for Boeing's Dreamliner. Japan's two biggest airlines grounded all their 787 planes after one was forced to make an emergency landing. Rupert Wingfield Hayes reports from Tokyo. This is a sight that will make hearts sink at Boeing's headquarters in Chicago. It may look like a drill, but this is for real. An emergency evacuation from one of Boeing's shiny new 787 I thought they hold on, weren't they, aren't they headquarters in Seattle? No, no, no. This was a big scandal a couple of years ago when they said, you know, we're leaving. We want our taxes lowered in Washington ah, State. Ah, okay. And they said, well, we're moving to Chicago, and Washington it. State, because this Gregoire idiot governor said, ah, bull crap. Why you you can't leave us? Right. And then they moved the headquarters to to and they uh, left. <laughs> yeah, they left because uh. was, Illinois gave them a better deal. So we're, we're looking at an image of people jumping out of the plane on the, <laughs> on the slides. slides. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamliners. It was caught on camera by a Japanese TV reporter who just happened to be on board. Oh, In the really? end, the fire trucks were not needed, and the passengers all walked away unharmed. But smoke on board an aircraft in flight is always serious. That's why all Nippon Airways and Japan Airlines have now both ordered the grounding of all their 787s until they can be thoroughly checked. An all Nippon Airways flight has made an emergency landing after a cockpit message indicated there was a problem. Details are being checked, but we are not prepared to comment on any general problems that have surfaced in the 787. It's no exaggeration to say the 787 is the future of Boeing. But in the last week, it has been hit by an unprecedented series of incidents. First, an electrical fire on board a Japan Airlines Dreamliner in Boston in the US. Then a fuel leak from another JAL Dreamliner at the same airport the next day. Last Friday, an all-Nippon Dreamliner suffered a cracked windscreen. And now, this latest emergency. Experts insist none of the faults is fundamental, and the 787 is still a very good plane. But with so many incidents in such a short space of time, Boeing has a lot of explaining to do to its customers. So, right. Anyway, so here's the thing that, that was the giveaway, besides the coincidental uh, uh, journalist on board. news guy, the yeah. journalist. Yeah. So the guy, obviously, he was the one that was shooting the guys jumping out of the plane. Right. So he had to either get out first. Yep. Uh, which means he was sitting in first class and no journalist gets flown around in first class so he could get out first or he was allowed to get out first. But the real killer here and the thing that, that is overlooked by all these reporters is that where did he get the camera? They don't let you jump out of these planes with your personal stuff. <laughs> they don't. They make a big stink about it. Well, so I, he had to jump out of the plane with camera gear, set up a tripod, or at least have a handheld camera that well, he could I, use. I, I, I didn't see the video. Did it look like well, professional? Well, it was a video of, these guys, of the plane being evacuated. He was away from it. He was a, he was at a three-quarter shot. He had a good angle on it. They were jumping out, and he was catching it. I mean, how do you do that when, when you can't when you have to jump out yourself and you can't take possessions with you? I'm uh, I'm gonna go. It was rigged. Oh no no. It, well, first of all, I heard uh, 
something completely different. I heard that there was a message in the cockpit that something was wrong. No, that, they said that in here too. They said there was a smoke in the cabin, a and something. No, no, I don't think. I'm not so no, sure. No, if said you listen to this thing, the and they said there was smoke in the cabin. Mm. It says because the guy says anytime there's smoke in the cabin, it's dangerous. Right, and, but mm-hmm, I'm telling you that he didn't say there was smoke in the cabin. He said a message was received no, that there that was smoke in the cabin. The, the, yeah, mm. there, there were both items. I think there was smoke in the cabin, and there was a message. I don't think it was one or the other. So where? So I'm looking now at the uh, at the video, and uh, I don't see smoke billowing out of the plane. No, it's probably just a little stench of smoke. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they all jumped out. Oh, wait, okay, here's that. the video of the guy. Okay, so video. Oh, hold on a second. I have actual video of people leaving. This is an inside video inside the plane, and then he's outside. I don't know, John. That could just be a. Uh, 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 hmm. I'm not so sure. Well, uh, it could be. It could just be an iPhone. No, no, there was a zoom. That's not an iPhone zoom. Uh, it's a handheld. It looks like a. You know what? It looks like an exercise to me. It looks like you know. Practice. No, it looks like an exercise to me too. Practice. But they claim it wasn't. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, there there is an ongoing and a long-standing feud for obvious reasons between Boeing and Airbus, and these things. Are, this is a very, 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 very big business, and to to throw this thing down uh, to ground uh, the Asian flights and the U.S. flights, a big deal. At first, I thought there might also be a merger angle, but um, you know, United, of course, merged with Continental. They're pretty much the the biggest airline in the world, um, and so they may. You know, there could be a, a purchase that's uh, being readied by the Sky Team partners. I mean, this, the, the, whatever's going on here, it's about money. And somebody didn't pay the bill. Someone didn't pay the lobbyists. Someone, someone messed well, up you somewhere. Know, the other one long shot angle, which is there's no evidence of it, but it's a good one to at least speculate about. Ever since they moved to Chicago. Yeah, things, things have gone sour. Big, you know, yeah. mobbed up area, yeah. Yeah. gangster central. Yeah. You know, they could be under some sort of like, hey, you know, uh, you want these planes to fly, you know, you owe us some money. Right. Yeah. And the Yakuza in Japan are perfect because they're always in bed with the, They love <laughs> the our <Yakuza>. mom. <laughs> and so the Yakuza would be the ones that were pulling this stuff off uh, because it's all Japanese uh, uh, carriers. Is that how you United. pronounce it? Is it, is it? I've always thought it was Yakuza. I think it's Yakuza. Yak- Yakuza? Okay. I don't know. Maybe someone, one of our Yakuza listeners can give us the correct pronunciation. Yeah. All of our Yakuza. If, if only we had Yakuza listeners, that's where the money is. Yeah, they probably want money from us. <laughs> I just don't seem being generous. Anyway, <laughs> so that's that. Yeah. Mm. This will continue for another couple of weeks until something happens, something bad. Mm. No, I think they're going to clear. Well, we'll know. They're either going to clear it up real quick. Um,. Because you know they keep talking about batteries and it, it's very it's it's very very iffy stuff. I mean, of course, as as always, the reporting is so crap. And then you know, here's a topic that I kind of really know something about. And then and and everyone who listens, you you'll this is this is your clue when you're consuming news from the traditional news sources. When a topic comes up that you know something about, like fishing or um or 
playing cards or poker maybe, something you really know something about, and, and everyone has that, and from time to time you read something, oh, it's in the, in, the, in the newspaper, oh, it's on television, and then you're always amazed at how poorly it's reported. That's the case with everything you read. <laughs> and God forbid you get interviewed, someone tries to write a story about you, and then you read it or you see it and you're like, that's not me at all. That's completely incorrect. It's the story that the journalist wanted to, to portray. That's when you know that it's all crap. And it's okay because, you know, we, we get stuff wrong. Um, yeah, well, we usually correct it, and sometimes we correct it on the same show because we have a feedback loop. We do indeed. We do indeed. So I ran into another interesting thing. This is a story that uh, was suppressed, and the news media couldn't pick up on it. And then uh, it, now it's out, and it's becoming kind of a lesser story. But it's about an arrest that took place back in October, and then they decided to not publicize it because it would embarrass a congressman. Oh. And they, they, they stayed, uh, they kept it under wraps. And now it's coming out, and it brings up, uh, well, actually... It, 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 I have a little presentation on journalism if we want to go there. Oh, please, I, it, yes. Do you have a slideshow to go with this? Or do you yes, have a, I do. I have do a have very a, small slideshow, which I'll have in overhead, the show notes. Do you have overhead sheets? Fuck you. PPT. <laughs> and uh, it will be there for everyone who wants to see it. Really? Could you spell that? So uh, let's take a first. Let's take a look at the, the one story that I know you haven't been following is about this crazy football story. And I'll just give you an update, and then you can play the clip. Uh, this is the guy who was hoodwinked or something. I, I saw the we doubt it hoaxed or whatever. I, 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 you're right. You are absolutely correct, 100. percent I did not follow that. Couldn't give a crap. But I love to hear it when you're going to uh, deconstruct the, it. The clip is modern journalism, and what it, this is the end of a long uh, Gretchen uh, or Gretchen, whatever Gretchen, Gretchel, Gretchel, Gretel. What are what's her name on this? Van Susterand? Gretel, Gretel, Gretel Van Susterand. Gretel. She did the best job of this. They had a real long exposition of what was about. This guy is a football player for Notre Dame, made up, the, made up a cock and bull story about his girlfriend. Then she died of leukemia. He got a bunch of sympathy. Oh, no. The school used it to bolster their fundraising, and he used it to try to get a Heisman Award. But now he says he was hoaxed back in 2009. This was going on for three years, by the way. Wow. So it's been going on for three years. This is him and his phony girlfriend. And so they brought it up, and then this guy, as he finishes his analysis, this journalist, makes a couple of comments about journalism and how this was covered. In fact, that some website, deadspin.com, is the only people that picked up on it because they got some tips. And they're, you know, kind of renegades, but, you know, they found out. Then the thing snowballed and became a kind of a screwy scandal. Uh, You're right. It's not worth following, but I'm only following because of this journalism aspect. And when you play this, will be the first part of my little essay. There was no woman. She doesn't exist. There's plenty more to come. Crazy story out of South Bend today. All right, so why did it, why did it even uh, get exposed or come to light? You know, Deadspin is a watchdog journalism site. Say what you want about them. They got several tips on this to say from readers, hey, you might want to dig. And this is what's crazy. Sports Illustrated had a feature about this. ESPN did all these different teary-eyed specials about this. There was a lot of 
incredible journalistic units that did stories about this, and Teo, to them, told them the whole story, and everyone did it, and no one really fact-checked it. Here, Deadspin comes out, which is kind of viewed as a rogue site, and they said, here's our story. We're doing a full investigation. There was no funeral. There was no girl. There were no parents to the girl. Why did anyone else fact-check this? Well, you can say as a journalist, if a 21-year-old kid tells me his girlfriend died, am I supposed to go and check out if there was a funeral? Am I supposed to go and see if there was a corpse? I don't know. There's a question about who was to blame and why it took a dead spin report to investigate all the facts in such a high-profile story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are yeah, supposed that, to check. <laughs> that would be a reasonable thing to do. What, you just, what he said, which I just <laughs> think was great, he said that, well, if some 21-year-old kid of all people just gives me a cock and bull story, I'm printing it as is. <laughs> What do you uh, give me some more quotes, kid? I'll just use them straight, <laughs> kind of like Sandy Hook <laughs> and other uh, other episodic things. Yeah. But anyway, so that I just cracked up with this one, and and you're right, and nobody did anything. They the guy's making this whole thing up. There's no photos of his girlfriend. What guy has a girlfriend for three years and he does, and there's no photo of her? I mean, that's just the simplest things were indicating. I think the kid made the whole thing up, and I also think he's obviously, because he did such a good job, they showed a lot of clips of him. He's a pathological liar. That's all there is to it. And and nobody could pick up on it. So that's what you end up with in today's journalism. But anyway, so that brought me to clip number two, which is the one about this guy that was arrested in October. And nobody, again, the whole journalistic community, nobody picked up on the arrest until after it was brought out again by Associated Press. And now it's, it's a semi-scandal, but the guy who, was, who he was working for got reelected, and he probably wouldn't have been if this had been done right, which – brings up a question after this clip is over that I'm going to ask you. But I need to know what the name of the clip is. Who says DS, DHS? Ah, okay, I got it. I got it. That's what I thought it was. Thank you. And tonight, what might be political funny business that you won't find particularly funny, the Associated Press reporting that Washington ordered immigration agents to put off the arrest of an illegal immigrant and registered sex offender until after the November 6th election. The suspect, an intern working for Democratic U.S. Senator Robert Menendez. Now, AP reporter Alicia Caldwell broke this story, and she joins us. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Okay, so when the story first broke about two months ago, um, it uh, it was unclear why the um, why the arrest wasn't made. And and it, uh, of the of the illegal in Senator Menendez's office. What have you learned since? Well, internal ICE documents uh, provided to the Senate Judiciary Committee show that when the Newark office learned exactly who this young man was, they went up the food chain to their bosses and said there could be significant uh, congressional inquiries and attention from the media that prompted Washington ICE to delay the, to order the the arrest delayed they indicated let's figure out what to do given the new circumstances they were set the local ice fit officials they were set to arrest this young man at the local prosecutor's office in late october that of course did not happen he wasn't arrested until december 6th and the the progression is they notify their bosses bosses say hold on and we have a, a source uh, a u.s official who said the department of homeland security ordered ice to delay that arrest. Yeah, delay that arrest, I guess. Was yeah, the delay the arrest. I don't know why I clipped that so poorly. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so we know this is just basic Washington corruption, mm -hmm. right? But you are under the impression, because you went to, uh, to I, Donald, Uncle Don, yes. and the, tried to push the DHS around to get, your, to get uh, Millicent in. Yep. 
and you got nowhere. So at what what part of government can push DHS around? This has to go either right to the to Eric Holder again. Ah, yes. Uh, and I learned just uh, last night that the FBI reports to Holder. No, I I knew that. I didn't know that. I because I, I always thought Mueller is, of course, the director, but I didn't know that the guy all the way at the top of the chain of the FBI is Holder. Is the is the the yeah the, the attorney ge- general? Is I didn't the know that. I, I didn't know he was in, law enforcement. Guy. I didn't. Well, I didn't know he was in in charge of the FBI. I thought the FBI had their own their own no. shebang going on there. Hmm. No, it's Holder, and Holder's the one because he works for Obama. Right. Who's, oh, he could do it. I got your back, boss. Yeah, he, <laughs> boss. I got you, I got you back, boss. So they pulled this stunt, which was just completely corrupt. Yeah. And they've already got Holder on this Fast and Furious thing, and he, they can't they can't do anything with that. And no. so Congress now is going to look into this. Obviously, they're going to try, and they're going to get stonewalled again. I mean, we have a, a horrible uh, government at work here. They to to do something like this, which is essentially rigging an election by. Preventing a, an arrest or putting an arrest off past election day, which would have hurt them, right. and- we, of course, would have would have hurt a whole bunch of things. A lot of a lot of uh, political uh, capital in the game. Yeah, yeah. And the journalists, by the way, nobody picked up on this. They knew about the arrest and all those rest of it. And they're <laughs> scrambling around. Yeah, got something else. We got better things to do. We got better things to do. In fact, here's a good example of some of the better things they have <laughs> you don't, to you, do. You don't even have to say it. I'll play the I know exactly which clip it is. Go for it. Okay. There we go. And here we go. Who's also enjoying 15 minutes of fame tonight is a Justin Bieber clone who's making a name for himself. <laughs> Did I guess it right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> After, you know, those recent pictures of Justin appearing to smoke pot. Robin Varakas is his name. He's from Belgium. He's shooting down these conspiracy theories that are floating around from Justin's fans that he was the one in those pot smoking pictures posing as the Beebs. And he's actually begging the believers to believe him. <laughs> Jill, do you think this lookalike is actually sweating the backlash from Bieber fans, which we know can be quite harsh? Or is this a guy who's maybe riding his claim to fame right now to get even more attention did he did he seriously say believers yeah he yeah, said believers. He, he said believers um let's uh baron von pelsmachers uh, could you um find this uh subject in the barony of belgium and cut his head off and put it on a stick <laughs> yeah put it on a stick a steak or something like that. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. I'm a believer, baby. In the morning. We do have a few people to thank in the newbie. Michael Moss from uh, Belvedere, Illinois. It says Belvedere. Well, it's just Belvedere, no matter how you spell it. $104. He says, first, a few episodes ago, one producer suggested we make the little girl who does the jingles a dame. Here's my matching donation to the Make Lizzie a Dame Fund. <laughs> I hope that's her name. It is. Yes. If anyone deserves to be a dame, she does. So no agenda listeners, cough up some coin and make Lizzie a dame. Second, my son was flying out of Louisville, Kentucky the Sunday before New Year's, acting on your advice. He opted out and got the enhanced pat down. He thanked them for the free massage. So they asked him if he was feeling more relaxed, and he said, oh, thanks to you, buddy. When he left the checkpoint, a few were openly laughing. So there you have it. 
No agenda brings a little joy to the TSA. Thank you for showing how the media manipulation happens. The news is sometimes entertaining now. Okay, the, the, just to review everybody, just to, I want because I, I want people to get it right. The entire process is you get a coach ticket. You go. You stand in the priority line because they no longer check that anymore. It's it's just you get to the same TSI man or woman or thing up front. TSA. T, yeah, TSA. A TSA. A TSO actually. It's a TSO as a, as an officer. Anyway, continue. And uh, so you you already have jollies and 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 a good feeling in your tummy because you see all the lambs and the sheep standing in the line going around like hamsters and you you just blew right through it. Then you go for the opt out. You you just they will use it. all you have to do is just nod towards your bag because they'll say which bag is yours. You don't point to it. Just nod like a no hands restaurant. Just nod like that that one over there. They'll pick it up and you can always say ah be careful. And then they'll take it over to the little spot where then, you know, you'll get your free massage. And then you have all the time in the world, no hassle to, you know, put your put your belt on and your shoes on and everything. And it's nice and relaxed. And, you, and, you, and you, you know, you get a little shoe shine. You get the shoe shine, John? A little well, I never got this. Oh, you're right. You wipe down the, the shoes just the, in case there. you've been walking through explosives. The, light, the little swab on the shoes yeah, you, there. Yeah, they, they shine yeah. up the shoe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they shine up the shoes a little bit. And then you thank them. Then you go on your merry way. Enjoy your valet service, courtesy of no agenda. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Works. William Durkin in Greenville, South Carolina, $92. ITM, Starsky and Hutch, I'm donating 92 because 479 is ninety is the 92nd prime. Ooh. We got one guy, only one guy knew this. Where, where, where are all my geeks at? Can I, there's not, a, nobody, no geeks listen to the show. Can I get a karma shot with a chaser of shut up science? Thanks for the great work, Bill Durkin. You've got karma. Shut up already. Science. <laughs> Thomas Lane in Vista, California, 7575. ITM, after hearing Adam's hellish story of the trip back to Camp Mofo, I figured I'd better send in for some much-needed trip karma. As the sat- Thursday show is being done, I'll be landing at San Jose for a week, for a week vacation. Wait a minute. <laughs> Somebody's going to San Jose for a vacation? <laughs> yeah, give him some karma. He's going to need it if he doesn't get mugged. <laughs> You've got karma. Jason Hoggett in Midland, Texas. Uh-oh. Oh, really? Yes. It was so low, I didn't even have anything ready to go because I thought that, you know, there's just no way. 69! We hit it, but we did. 69, dude! Unbelievable. We hit it. Nice. With mainstream media vaccinations, courtesy of the Jedediah and Alden show, for at least as long as Dr. Kiki has been almost as smoking hot as Mickey and purportedly as personable as Mimi, net celeb with a podcast more droning than Obama's kill list wrapped in a box of Ambien. Who's this guy writing for Woody Allen? Uh. Having read and enjoyed Atlas Shrugged uh, at Alden's recommendation, I feel more. Hey, 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 you know what, John? Why don't you burn all uh, Atlas Shrugged books? Just go burn some books, will you? I'll send you some. Everybody send your Atlas Shrug to John so we can build a big bonfire and burn them. I feel morally compelled to exchange value for value for the pleasure I've received with this donation of 69.69. Since I have nothing to plug myself, please tell the noodle kids in the audience to get their wood out from under the goat cheese and make a $50 discount. 
It has all our memes. He's like writing them down. Yeah. Make a $50 donation to plug themselves, their business, or their noble plans that remake society into a socialist utopia. Cost savings of advertising this way are bigger than the difference between weather and climate. You may be wondering how a, a vegan, 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 I can't remember, can stand to pass this opportunity to give a shout out to his own polarizing lifestyle. By the way, did you get another uh, package of food? Uh, yes, I, uh, I did, uh, but we ha- I mean, we're still going through all the mail. So uh, I think I saw the box. Did you get a box? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, he, he asks. Uh, he says he he eats meat, or or what's the name of his uh, what's the operation called? Hel- I forgot. Healthy surprise. Healthysurprise.com. Healthy surprise. Yeah. Uh, he says he he does eat grass fed beef. He's not a pure vegan by any means. He just has a vegan. You know what operation. I miss? In, you know what I miss in those boxes? I'd like to see. Uh, Chocolate-covered grasshoppers and, and mealworms oh, and stuff please. like that. They were that. in one of the early boxes. That Really? Uh, I missed that one. I love yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was chocolate-covered some gross thing. Mm. No, maybe not because that wouldn't be vegan. They can't eat bugs. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, but I, we'll talk about this. And you know, what's, he wants to get. He doesn't know how to get good grass. He lives in L.A., so we have to find somebody where he can go get locker beef in the L.A. basin. That's ooh, what ooh. Was, right right here on the air. Anyway, the real question is should I be I should be asking is do I have any food for Jedediah's sake? Please call Ann Rand's editor out as an incompetent douchebag. <laughs> Hold on. Douchebag. <laughs> and give some karma to the creator of the crackpot and buzzkill iPhone game which riddles me with fun while I wait in line for the car wash now that parts of Gitmo Nation Adios Mofos have Banned washing your car on your own property. Yeah. What? Yeah, no water conservation, man. In Texas? Yeah, shut up, slave. Do you know what? that? Do you know that I can water our lawn here twice a week for ten minutes a day? Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, ten minutes. Well, anyway, he needs some. Uh, he needs a uh, don't eat me, Hillary. Uh, Jed C. Dvorak, you will obey. Uh-huh. Two to the head. Too delicious to believe. Combo. That's not a combo. That's a it's a quattro. Yeah, it's a, and it's also there's no you didn't ask for any there's no karma mentioned in here. I I think you mentioned karma earlier. Yeah. Okay. Karma to the creator of Crackpot and Buzzkill. It's all. Oh, sorry. Oops. Misfired. See, I'm already doing it wrong. Here we go. It's uh, too many. Me, Hillary Clinton. You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. <laughs> It's way too much. No, not good. Lee Scarbeck in Springfield, Pennsylvania. We appreciate the thought. Yeah. Uh, Springfield, Pennsylvania, 6969. Could use a little help in that area, me included. Everyone could use a little help in that area. What area? And the, the swazzle, swazzle mouth. Specifically the part regarding the war against free thinking. <laughs> Keep up the crusade. Thank you. We, we shall. The best. We shall. Yeah. Uh, Sir Nussbaum in Virginia Beach, Virginia, hey. 6969. Mm. Third member of the Sir Mus- Nussbaum fiefdom is Dame Sydney, St. Nicole's, Nicole's daughter. Oh, wait. Doc- so so this, uh, this brings the third knighthood into the family, a damehood uh, in this case, because uh, we, we have one, uh, one ceremony today. Oh. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. So give him a Dr. Kiki little slave girl shut up. And uh, karma, karma. Shut yeah. up already! It's science. Shut up, slave. You've got. Oh, he wanted Italian. Karma. Hold on, he wanted Italian little girl. You didn't read it right. I said Italian little girl. No, you didn't. Shut up, a... slave. <laughs> Stai zitto, schiavo. 
<laughs> I kind of like that one, too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. We use, need to use it more. Yeah. Uh, Charles, Sir Charles Anderson, Columbus, Ohio, 6969. Dear Ahmed and Joaquin, <laughs> this enough donation is to celebrate the fact that I actually got a raise and bonus this year. Little girl, yay, in my head. Please give me a New World Order, two to the head karma. Uh, oh. Devorah. Oops. You've got karma. It's like the, the, these are messed up. <laughs> this is like Maximilian Mann in Constance. I think he is in uh, <laughs> in Austria. Is that Austria or is that Deutschland? JCD, can you a German accent? Nah, sometimes. Jawohl. Then they say nine, nine, nine. Uh, if you wish to leave it on, it's up to you. It's, this is my, my, I can't nine, do it today. Nine, 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 this is my third my, uh, micro donation to this institution. Liking what I get, so giving something back. Please look up Constance on Google Map. It's not in Austria, idiot. By the way, are you guys for real? Keep it clean. I want to de-douche for you guys and a karma for me. You've been de-douched. All right. K-O-N-S-T-A-N-Z. Where is we, we also messed up. We, um, you know, we said Espoo, and you said Lithuania, and I agreed with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. That's yeah, fin- where is it? It's Finland, and apparently I've even oh, been right. there. You know, I know. I knew it was in Finland. Then why did you say uh, Lithuania? I knew it was in Finland. I was thinking Finland when I said Lithuania. I have no idea why. Yeah, well, mental okay, health so care Constance is on its way. Constance is situated on Lake Constance uh, in, uh, off the Rhine River, which starts in the Swiss Alps, passes blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's a university city with 80,000 people at the western end of Lake Constance in the southwest corner of Germany, bordering Switzerland. <laughs> it houses the University of Constance. Hmm. Yeah, wool. <laughs> <laughs> Hair. Heil, everybody. <laughs> okay, so that we won't make damage. I said Deutschland in this one. Make, uh, make, Mike, Matt, Matt Litke in Tinley Park, Illinois. 6960. We got a lot, actually. Yeah, we did well on the swazzle enough. Are you sure it's Litke and not Litka? Well, Litke. Could be Litka. Yeah, Litka. I asked for job karma last year and it worked. Hey, now. This time I give the karma to you, Jebediah and Abraham. A lot of people are giving us karma. Yeah, well, we just need send it. your cash. Karma. <laughs> we just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Nathan Goldsmith in Tucson, Arizona. Since I pulled a plug from the cable company per John's suggestion, thank you very much. I'm flush with cash. How bad? Yeah. Thanks for the great work. So he came in with 69, 69. He wants a rain stick. You want to do a duo? Yeah, let's rock a duo. Ready? One, two, three. Where are you? I'm all over it. Did you see all the tweets we got? Yeah. Apparently it's raining in Tennessee as we speak. It's raining in Texas. Oh, good. Yeah. Is it raining in California? No. Thank God. Okay. Well, hopefully it'll be raining in Tucson. There you go. Yeah, we can try. Craig Hoogheim in Almere, Ontario. Hoogheim? Hoogheim? It would be Hoogheim, I think, properly. Hoogheim. 6969, London Nuts, Ontario is where he actually is. In the morning, Josie and Alan and Minnie. 
I just reached 69 <laughs> followers on Twitter, and it's time <clears throat> for a de-douching and to call out Curtis Gibson as a miserable douchebag. Douchebag. Wow. If I a miserable douchebag. Yeah. Huh. If I could also get two to the head and hear him scream as he falls off the fiscal cliff, that would make my day. Oh, all right. And does that... Uh, I give him a karma on top of it. And a karma on top of it? Absolutely. Ah! <laughs> You've got karma. That's a good one. Well, hold on a second. I, I, I think I need to time it differently. Let me try it again. It's like, I got to leave a little beat, you know, because it's like... The first one was okay. Yeah, I think it works. It works. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Uh, Ike Hunt. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite joke, by the way. Yeah. He's Mike's brother. Yeah, Mike, Mike, and Ike. Uh, they also make candy. Well, in Ontario, 6969. Credit Ike Hunt. In uh, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls! Slowly I turned. Anyway, he wants a, a parliament mumble and uh, shut up. It's science karma to the producers and to you two guys also. And a karma with that as well, huh? Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Shut up already. It's science. <laughs> You've got okay. karma. All right. It's doable. It's doable. And that closes out our 6969 segment. 69! 69, dudes! Yo. Meanwhile, Justin Robinson in Colorado Springs donates 6968. Why would you do that? Why would you do 68? Because he doesn't care for the jingle, he says. Oh, Although okay. it looks funny because we did close 69. If right. he had done 6970, he could have avoided the jingle or yep, maybe yep, done, yep, you know, there's yep, a lot of options here, yep, but he took the wrong one. Yep. <laughs> anyway, he's got a, did you get the note with his wife's first name? Because it came in a different note. Uh, I'd like to say what's up yeah. to a couple of your listeners, Mike commuting P-Town and his girlfriend, Becca. I'd like to say what's up. Okay, what's up? Uh, I'm giving my brother, Sean, some automotive karma and throwing a Hey Citizen 2 to the head in there. Thanks. Keep it up. Okay. Citizen? Well. Sorry, that misfired. Hey, citizen. There you go. You've got karma. I got your camera right there. Actually, I like that one. Yeah. Jason Rutherford in Ferrer, Australia, somewhere or other. <laughs> hey, Beavis and Butthead. Oh. I'm going to let you know that you suck for forgetting my karma on Sunday, but then every matter is only last seven days, so in the end, this would work better. So now you don't suck. What did we 60... do wrong? Did we do, something, did we do something wrong? But that that I know of. Oh. 6666 is using the power of 3333 times 2 for a double shot. Great show, guys. Just an observation I want to mention. The last donation, I said there's been a couple of months since I had listened to the best podcast in the universe. Is it just me, or is in that time John has become less of a buzzkill? Is that you? You think so? I think you've come over to my side a bit, yeah? No. Yeah. yeah I think Christmas so. must have been good. You haven't come up with enough crackpot stuff. Christmas must have been And besides, you know... Yeah. yeah, because this must have been good. I'm returning home on Saturday and need all the karma in the universe can send my way. Please send a uh, karma shot followed by a MILF and 33 is the magic number. Don't forget the karma. Another shout out to my wife's blog. He wants karma at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my wife's blog as being positive, sending positive energy, blah, blah, blah. It's mainly for women in the audience. It got some good yeah, traffic we looked over at that. the, yeah, the lipstickconfessions.net. Yeah, remember this we guy. looked at that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. 
Yeah. That guy. Uh, I think it's mainly because what you used to scoff, you know, years ago when we first started, you would scoff at my crazy outlet. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. You know, but you know, I just keep coming back. It's like I, I proved that there you were. You beat me back. You beat me down. I proved that there were tsunami bombs, you know, earthquake machines. You know, I, it, it, the more I just keep coming back with fact and science, you know, you just Shut can't refute it. You just can't refute it. That's the whole problem. You've got karma. That's one mother I'd like to. Thirty-three. That's a magic number. All right, so uh, where were we? Okay, Daniel Grace in Tempe, Arizona, 6105 ITM. In the past two episodes, the the past two episodes were fantastic. (laughs) Even though I could put this toward groceries. For For my five children for them to eat. Please give me a shot of short sale, is what he means, karma, and give me a shot of karma to our drone night in New York City. Let's not forget the work he did and let him know he's not alone. Yes, and the way we say that, let's remember the work he did because your brain parses that incorrectly. And, of course, we uh, we always, and I'm in, in touch with him, and we're, we're, we're working with him. He's uh, uh, You're in touch with him? Get us some of those posters. That poster is so collectible, I want one. You'll get one, guaranteed. Collectible. You've got. It's karma. collectible. <laughs> I want to. I'm an archivist, not a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, I can probably get it with a signature and a certificate of authenticity. Beautiful. In a series of 10. Oh, I didn't know he had that many. Okay, so this is Christopher's Grace with uh, out of Torn Bridge. Can't send a note. I oh. donated $60 for this Thursday show and forgot to attach my note. I sent an email. If you catch this email, uh, read the following. I'm donating to celebrate Adam and Mickey's successful return from the evil clutches of Starfleet Command, but also to encourage you to keep producing the best podcast in the universe. It's also my brother Tom's 29th birthday. Can you put him on the list? Tom, hold on. Uh, Tom from from Christopher? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom from Christopher. And when's his uh, birthday? The 29th. On Friday, tomorrow. And how old will he be? Doesn't say. Okay. Finally, I may be asking too much, but can Adam dig up the clip that explains everything? The incomprehensible foreigner ranting from a few weeks back, because I think it's hysterical. And then he wants a round of karma for everybody. What you I know what he's talking about? Yeah, it was one of your clips. I know exactly what he's talking about. But you see, if you had sent me the email, I just got the email. Just opened it. Yeah, you know, this show is done. You know, at the, we do. The, we don't do this. We don't pre-produce the show. We don't spend days in advance. <laughs> this came in just the last minute. I want you get on my on my jockstrap, will you? Jeez. You've got karma. I have a feeling that was four seven eight maybe. Um, I could look back. I got them all printed out. If you could print, I don't know exact. I know exactly what, which one he's talking about. Was really? Because I don't remember it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the clip that ex- it was one of your clips. The clip that explains everything. Was it before? Was it before the new year? It had to be because I don't see it on any of my my rundowns. What, what, wait a minute. What happened to we don't produce anything, but yet you've got rundowns? I just have my list of clips that I print out. When they say all it is is the email I send to you mm. with 
little notations next to the clips, but it's as close to a rundown as I'm ever going to get. Um. Wow. Now I, well, I, I know exactly but, what he's talking okay, well, we'll, about. We'll, we'll dig it up, and, and then we'll, we'll maybe bring it back up in the D block. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> the D block. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, uh, let's do that. Brandon Arendale in Lakeway, Texas, 5777. Uh, I, I, IMT says, Abraham and Jarrett, <laughs> coming yeah. from right up in the road, right up the road in Lakeway, longtime boner, first time donor. Yeah, we haven't been the boner meme enough. Being a senior in high school, I found it especially difficult to hit my peers in the mouth. After three failed, I can imagine. Yeah. After three failed attempts, I decided that I just had to contribute through some hard earned cash. Please give me a de-douching, followed by some much-needed college acceptance karma as I wait to hear whether or not I will be drowning myself in debt for my first-choice schools. All right, here we go. You've got karma. All right, check it out. Because we commit for the year 2015 altogether for ASEAN, and ASEAN for peace, and ASEAN for development. If Cambodia develop and Cambodia well known for the world, it means ASEAN well known for the world too. Did I nail it or what? Mm-hmm. November 18th. Yeah, that one. That's how far back it went. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay. Uh, Scott Olson in San Diego, California, 5633. And he has a bunch of uh, Spanish in here, which I can't pronounce. I finally caught up with the holidays. I know you hate that, but chronology is how I listen to the best podcasts in the universe. Chronological, I mean, uh, which I, I personally hate. I want to thank uh, Armando for the excellent advice about the TSA concierge service. I was another flying one. home. Another story. Here another it comes, one. ladies wow. and gentlemen. Wow. I was flying home after spending Christmas with a family in the frozen Minnesota tundra when I wound <laughs> up in a security line that only had the bogative ProVision ATD body scanners, and I decided to opt out. Opt out. Mail assist. Mail assist. Opt out. <laughs> Called the TSA slave for the bellboy. <laughs> Are you sure you want to opt out? These aren't the kind that use x-rays and, and, and pass up the opportunity to have my bags carried for me. No way. So the nice bellhop had me point out my bags and escorted me to a quiet corner with an excellent view of the other slaves going through the ProVision scanners. He gave me a nice light massage, although if he was expecting a tip, he should have massaged my lower back some more was a bit out of sorts from the long drive to the airport. And they let me go on my way after I put my shoes, belt, and other accessories back on my own in my own quiet corner. Such service. Thanks for the tip, Armando. I'm happy you and Marisol made it back to get my nation all right. I'll take two to the head. Shut up at science and karma. Shut up already. Science. You've got karma. Wow. Great note. <laughs> that's it. That is exactly that's that that's is the, the difference. That and that is the difference between someone who listens to the best podcast in the universe and is uh well aware and awake and the rest of the slaves. That's the difference. They're all they're like nervous or annoyed or whatever. No, 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 no. None of that. Yeah, no, that in fact I think that defines the difference, although he did not bring up the uh, what you like to promote which is going through the priority yes. line well this is this i don't know what there's yeah I, it's weird that people are not doing that 
Because that really that that gets you so it in the mood. It enhances the experience. It's, it's first class all the way. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Kuhlman in Shelvin, Minnesota. A lot of Minnesotans in today. Well, they're 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 frozen up there. They got to stay inside. Yeah. Fifty-five double nickels on the dime. ITM, Mister Blank, and Mister Blank. The Knights do an admirable job of supporting the best podcast, ITU. In the universe, I'd like to call on all the Minutemen to pony up a 5510 contribution this slow donation month, and it is. I must add a simple thanks for what you do to liven up my existence. Oh, wow. Well, he's Minuteman a- Doug in Alida, Minnesota. Yeah, get more, get more godforsaken, frozen, great Northwoods. Nuts. Nuts. <laughs> David Trotsky, double nickels on the dime, no comment. Kyle Kinzel in Green Bay, Wisconsin, another cold area. Uh, if you guys are disinformation, you are some really, really good disinformation. Hell yeah. <laughs> you don't get paid enough to do disinformation. But it could happen. Yeah, at any moment. If you start seeing advertisements and no more of these donation segments, you know we've been compromised. <laughs> But by the way, we will only be compromised for the big bucks. Yeah, and you'll know, and 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 you'll know. Yeah, you'll know. Should I, can I? Can I tell? I got. Well, no, I'll tell you after the. After no, tell the, me. One of uh, our. Okay, one of our. You're gonna laugh. One of our um, producers is in uh, in uh, a kind of law enforcement, like an agency type thing, and through what through his work and what he's been doing. He has uh, he's on the trail of uh, some. There was a huge art heist um, like eight years ago, and he now has located where these uh, pieces of art are. I, I, I'm being really cagey for a reason. Yeah, it's fine. Just give us the punchline. But there's a reward, and uh, and because it's a, a, gov- a government. Uh, official reward, along with you know the uh, the owner of the rightful owner of the art award, it's a substantial amount of money. It's like millions and millions of dollars. And he says that he's ninety five percent confident he's going to be able to recover this art and give it back, and he will uh, uh, accept the award, and he will then fly to America and hand us our uh, portion. He will make a a huge donation. Okay. Sounds so, good to me. <laughs> we'll meet him in New York City. <laughs> so, so when you, so when you, hear, we'll fly to New York. You can go to New York. I can go to New York, and we'll, yeah. you know. But so when you, when you hear us like drinking it up, <laughs> come on the show, wasted. Uh, hey, John, hey, did, by, did you know that? I don't have no clips, man. I didn't feel like doing any clips. <laughs> I didn't feel like our clips. ship came Clip in, clips. baby. <laughs> we're living it up. Okay, we're, we're not living it up yet. Richard Talmo and fifty dollars and twenty. Thought you had a question for me. You said, did, "By no, the way, I, I, I'm going to bring it up." Okay. We're done with the donations. All right. All right. I gave money in memory of AS because I felt his body of work had a connection with you. That Aaron Swartz. It. Aaron Swartz. Oh, okay. The RSS feed is something you touted instead of being a closed social networking system okay, like facelift. Okay, we facelift. Just, facelift. <laughs> did, he, did, he, did he write facelift? Or no, he said wrote Facebook. Can I just say something? This is this is incorrect. I I, ha, I really have to butt in here because um, this is again you know here's something I I happen to know about and it's being misreported. All R- right. RSS 1.0 is not what you use on your blog. It is certainly not what you use for your uh, podcast. In fact, it was barely used. 
it's uh, it's equivalent. It's it's the same to RSS as Atom is to RSS. A T O M. RSS one point zero was actually uh, the way I re- recall it. Um, Dave Weiner actually fought against that and and uh, uh, and belittled it as saying. And in fact, Aaron wrote about this that it was crap and confusing and messy. And then zero point nine. Uh, 0.92, I'm sorry, that is what the New York Times started using, and that is what the blogs really started using before they went to 2.0, for which it had an enclosure. So 1.0 is never really was what you see on your blogs. Okay, right. it was it was a a branch that went nowhere. It's very important because people are saying that oh, you know, Aaron he, he created RSS. And okay. uh, it's not I think, it's, I think you made your point. Yeah. And I think fork is the right word. What did I call um, it? Branch? I said branch. Well, I don't know what the hell I'm talking. I'm a pilot. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, we're both information Robin Hoods. Uh, I meant to do it in honor of both you two about this other thing. He says, you ran, see, I was bummed to hear you rant about him after John called out the comment. I know it's your show, but I wanted to let you know the essence of the gesture. I can tell you're a sensitive guy, so I feel you can appreciate where I'm coming from. Anyway, he's lamenting. Uh, I agree with your value-for-value model, which is one of the main reasons I've nearly given $200 over the past six months. Thank you. I can get my information from a ton of places, of course. They're all not like your source, but I want to support your mission more than anything else. I'm a loner. But it's cool to be part of something bigger than yourself. Richard, I... $26. Yeah. He's a loner that was from Parts Unknown. And it's appreciated and and, uh, to, and totally appreciate the donation. Yes, and I, I do think uh, uh, AS totally uh, was an information Robin Hood. Just had to set that little thing straight. Um, Ab, Abhine Meta. Abhine Met, Meta. I no, I think, think, I think you missed one. Oh, Sarah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Sarah Milligan in Sparks, Nevada, which has a casino. $50. Uh, Antoine and Juan, my husband, Matt Milligan, has listened to you guys for about the past year and is always smacking me with your whack job conspiracy theories. (laughs) Oh, wait. This is going to get good. All right. (laughs) I cut him off from donating several months back so we could save some money for my unpaid maternity leave. Oh, my gosh. We've gotten a new human resource four months ago. I've gotten addicted to your show over the past few weeks, and now I feel guilty for cutting him off. You actually do bring value for value, so thanks uh-huh. for that. Please do douche us both for cutting you off and give us a shot, shut up at science. Finally, I asked for my own shut up slave karma since I'm now back to work in good old corporate America, and he's enjoying paternity leave. Thanks. <laughs> You've been deduced. Shut up already. Science. Shut up, slave. You've got karma. Well, you know what, Sarah? In the Nevada nuts there. Uh, that's very kind, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm happy to see that. I hope. Well, that she she admitted. Yeah. She's confessed. This was this today's show has a lot of confessions. Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine what kind of upper hand? Uh, her husband Matt has now. He's just walking around he's like he's got the "I told you so." Uh, oh right. yeah, oh he's like, oh yeah, really? It's gonna rain today. Uh, do I have to remind you about uh, that thing? <laughs> rain sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want? Right, do I have to remind you? You know about Noah Jenner? Huh? Was I right about that? <laughs> so we got Ab Abhine Meta 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 M E H T A in Wembley, UK, fifty dollars. 
Uh, I'm Abhine, Abs, his name, Abs for short, from the UK. And I just donated 50, but forgot to add a message to the donation. I've only been listening to your show since the show's fifth birthday, which happened to be on the same day as my 33rd birthday. That would be the fourth birthday because we don't have a uh, fifth birthday yet. What do you mean? No, no, we do. Oh, no, we had a fifth birthday. It's a 500 show. Wow. I, I mean, you, you're talking about facelift instead of Facebook. You don't know how I, old we are. I'm, I'm you know, I do the best I can on the water they give me. <laughs> I'm just a little concerned. <laughs> Your shows are the highlight of my week, and I've been trying to hit a lot of people in the mouth and tell them about you. But you got to hit people that are already kind of thinking this way because yeah. they don't. Yeah. Nobody cares. No. I used to listen to Leo's shows a lot, and John was always my favorite guest, so God knows what took me so long to finally hear you guys. I'm now unsubscribed to Leo's shows to get enough time for no agenda. I need some de-douching for the only donating twice for only donating twice and some karma, as I'm ser- serious need of some hookers and blow. Oh, yeah. You've been de-douched. Well, he'll get there. You've got karma. He'll get there. Chris Whitten in Millborough, Virginia. Uh, $50. Thanks for reminding me what you guys do is extremely rare and valuable, uh, which is true. I would truly be sad if you guys had to find something else to pay the bills. And he would like a shut up science ITM karma. Shut up already. It's science. In the morning. You've got karma. <laughs> ah. Oh, another email you haven't opened yet? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, with no no email, Windsor, Ontario's Jack Schroeder sent us $50. Andrew Gardner, Sir Andrew Gardner, to you from Mechanicsville, Maryland. Mechanicsville, is that really the name of that town? Well, it's a no agenda racing team. Yeah, I know. Mechanicsville, think about it. Maryland, <laughs> you know, Spook Center. Yeah, of course. 50 bucks. I need some travel karma. Saturday, I'm driving 10 hours to Jackson. Yeah, this is our racing team. Florida, pick up my new motorcycle oh. for the No Agenda Racing Team. 10 hours back on Sunday. Follow No Agenda Racing at No Agenda Racing on the tweeters. I'm also trying to find a digital version of the face of the night ring. Any help would be appreciated. I think we have one somewhere. Could you, could you get someone to send that to him? Because he's probably going to put that on the bike. Ah, that's why. Okay, that, let that me go. I'll, awesome. I'll have to send it to him because I think I have it somewhere. I'll have to look. Maybe, maybe uh, Eric DeShill has let a me copy. Give him some travel karma here. Travel You've karma. Got karma. And, and BTW JCD, uh, we need to uh, uh, change the rings at noagendanation.com to uh, pins at noagendanation.com. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know it's a lot of work and stuff. No, it's not. Derek can do that. It's his domain. Oh, has he agreed to do the pins? No, he's not doing that. I don't know. Who's, we're going to do the pins somehow. <laughs> we're working on the pins. Don't talk about the pins. Okay, so uh, Chris Lewinsky, Sir Chris <gasps> Lewinsky. Did you just tell me to shut up? No, I never, I never say shut up. I'm not like you do that to me. Uh, Sir Chris Lewinsky in uh, Alberta. Uh, who you know Alberta? By the way, <laughs> sorry, I can't keep. You're a looking face. for another email? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep a straight. Face. I never tell you to. Sh- by the way, that's not fair. I never tell you. You to have. Shut up. You've done that. When have I? Have I said shut up? Have I literally said shut up to you? Never. Yes. You want me to dig him up? I can do it. You can't anyway, even the, dig up. Sir the- Chris Lewinsky in Sherwood Park, Alberta, with no comment, sends us oh. a nice fifty dollars. He does this commonly. <clears throat> Sir Marinov, our buddy Boris Boroslav. 
in Aliso Viejo, which I love to say, $50, because one of the few things I can pronounce that people don't quite see it right. Uh, sending karma back in time work to send some more to Sir Yassin for speedy recovery. Uh, by the way, I had the same experience with AT&T when I was in Bulgaria, Ugh. except that they charged me $2.98 a minute, even though the roaming was through an AT&T subsidiary in Bulgaria. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a rip. That's a scam. It's a rip. <laughs> so I called, and they recommended that when the billing cycle is <clears throat> excuse me, when the billing cycle is over, that I call and then ask for some consideration. Can you imagine I have to blow some AT&T rep on yep. the phone? Yep. And will it work? Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. They'll give you about 50% off. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, Eric that's got screwed it. on one of these deals. He had, first time he went to Finland, because he was doing some work for the family, it is yeah. Finnish. Yeah. And so he goes, first time I think he's floating around Europe by himself, so he goes goes to Finland. Yeah. And I guess he had his phone set up, so data roaming was turned oh, on. Yeah. yeah. And it and it was tagging. He said he wasn't even on the internet. He said he didn't even use the phone. Oh, yeah. But it was apparently tagging home just yeah. routinely looking yeah. for, yeah. I guess, messages. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it bills thirty five hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Marinoff says that he left the, the company after he came back, and he wants to welcome the two of you back home, along with other people who came gave lesser amounts. Also, welcome you back home. And that'll be our donation segment for today's show. 479, uh, please go to org slash NA for 480, which is a good number. That's right. And, and, and we're, we're coming moving, on yeah, show 500. towards 500. Uh, what I are could, we doing? Are we doing uh, something special for 500? Do you have anything cooked up? You got anything, any pre-production uh, programming notes you'd like to share with the group? Any packages? Packages? D-block? <laughs> D-block packages? Uh, I want you to think about that. org. <laughs> Slash N-A. Yeah, but seriously, people. Um, we had a lot of smaller amounts. Very nice. Um, uh, but we need... Uh, yeah, and we do we do appreciate the, the lesser amounts. Yeah, especially the uh, subscriptions. I got another note from someone who got unsubscribed uh, yep. from donating. It just happens all the time. Check your documentation and check your subscriptions. Because it's all that we have to go on. So please, please, I, I, I beg of you. Did you want to discuss something now? Was something you wanted to talk about? Yeah, there was something that uh, was interesting that JC brought up. Did you know that that North Korea is a big, you know, talking about trying to calm the nerves of the public, we do it through the pharmaceutical companies. Did you know North Korea does it with marijuana? Really? The government supplies the pu- this I, I, I said, you sure this isn't a hoax? And he claims he got it from, the, from a North Korean news site. The... It's legal to have marijuana in North Korea, and it's free. The government <laughs> provides free, free pot, pot. <laughs> for the whole population. If they want, if you want to smoke pot, you go to North Korea. No wonder they all have crazy hairdos. And it says, <laughs> hey, dude, let me cut your hair. <laughs> hey, Kim Un, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> they say it keeps the population under control. Which is an interesting theory because you know we could do the same thing. Yeah, but they're not working really hard. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like Jamaica. It's like, hey, man, get around to it, bro. Don't you worry. I'll be good. It's your birthday, birthday. Oh, no one First of all, I'd like to say hello to C. Mike in Kansas City. He and his wife finally uh, got their fifth human resource uh, who uh, arrived after we uh, gave him karma on 478. Only... Uh, 
an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, no, I'm sorry, an hour and 56 minutes. They're fastest yet. Yay! Little girl, yay. And further, we have Justin Robinson, who uh, congratulates his wife, Elisa. She turns 24 today, sent pictures. And Christopher Scrace says happy birthday to his brother, Tom. He celebrates on Friday. Happy birthday from all your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. I'm sure it wasn't Elise. Elisa. Oh, okay. E-L-Y-S-S-A. Elisa. I would say that was SSE. Oh, well. Well, we'll find out. SSE. We've covered it by me bringing it up. I'm done. There you go. And we have we have the third ceremony for the Nussbaum family. Clan. Clan. That's right. Clan. Once you grab your blade there. Here it is. Okay. And we will. Where is Oh, there it is. And we will ask Sydney to step forward. Sydney, it looks like you are a dame. Thanks to Sir Nussbaum and uh, St. Nicole, we are very proud to... What is it called, a daming? To dame you, I guess, right? I guess. Yeah, well, dame you. Here you go. We hereby pronounce the Dame Sydney, Dame of the No Agenda Roundtable, and we've got some rewards for you. Red boys and Chardonnay, hookers and blow, hot pants and booze, wenches and beer, rubinets, lemon and rosé, geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts, and mutton and mead, which may be your choice. Although I'd say the Rent boys and Chardonnay are pretty good this time of the year. And You're uh, reading that. No, you have I'm a not. list you read. No, I, no. I, in fact, I, I even do it in different order all the time. I, I I usually end up with mutton and mead, but today, because it's a dame, I didn't start with hookers and blow. I started with rent boys and Chardonnay. It's pretty easy. One, I mean, I do it twice a week. But uh, what twice a week? Uh, uh, well, if we have a, we usually have a nighting. So then I uh, I uh, mention the 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 the, the okay, perks okay. of the night. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I I, I believe everything you say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a good story in the news. Good story in the news. German gold. German gold. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with this? Well, the German gold is the. Is some of the Germans want to play my s- clip. Play my clip. Oh, some Germans want to see their gold, don't they? Isn't that what's going on? That's what was going on. Germany's central bank has announced that it will repatriate most of the gold bullion it sent to vaults abroad for safety during the Cold War. The gold was sent to New York and Paris because of fears it would be captured in the event of a Soviet invasion. The gold is worth some $36 billion, and there it is. Hey, uh, Timmy, before you leave, could you drop the gold off? (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to happen. How did they, what did they want, was to ship the gold to them? I guess so. That makes sense. Where is it being stored in New York? I thought that was in the building that collapsed. Um, WTC seven maybe was in there. Yeah, no, you know, I've been hearing this uh, this gold thing for a while. You know, everyone wants it, and then the Queen of England was looking at her gold. It's just to make the slaves think that there's really some gold somewhere. And I don't think, I mean, someone has it, but I don't think it's in the in the vault somewhere in uh, in Gitmo Nation. I don't think so. But how much did you say? Thirty-six billion. That's all. Well, that's all Germany has in gold. Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't seem like very much. No, it doesn't seem like much to me. I mean, thirty-six billion. They've given more to Greece. Yeah. Well, that's all the that's gold all they have. Money is different. That doesn't make any sense. That's all the gold they have. Yeah. Oh, hmm. And how much of that is tungsten? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> 
Keep the tungsten in the middle bars. That's my advice. So there's a lot going on. As uh, as mentioned on this very program, best podcast in the universe, in Mali. In Mali and, oh boy, by coincidence, Algeria. And that is not really a coincidence because the two are, of course, right next to each other. Uh, let me play this uh, little uh, clip-it, um, little giblet here from, uh, uh, from some news program, and then I will uh, explain. For the very same reason that the United States has gotten involved in situations in Yemen and Somalia and Pakistan, the U.S. is now entering into what's happening in this Western African nation. Okay, so this is Mali. The reason to stop al-Qaeda. <laughs> is this not exactly what I said? Is it not the exact wording that I said? Terrorism, al-Qaeda in Mali. Is it, I mean, to, please look at the book. Yeah, yeah, we. This is. I have to look in the old book. This is. We spotted this long time back. Here's what uh, Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta said just yesterday. Here you go. We have a responsibility to go after Al Qaeda wherever they are. Whoa, is that in the Constitution? Apparently, we have a responsibility to go after, after Al Qaeda wherever, wherever they, they are. are. Wherever they are. So. Mm. That's that. Yeah, we have a responsibility to make sure that Al Qaeda does not establish a base for operations in North Africa and Mali. In <laughs> quotes, uh, a rebel group has been aligning with Al Qaeda to try to take over the government here, oh. and they have been gaining territory. And this is why we mentioned France uh, a moment ago. This is why France has entered the conflict. Now, do we really believe this bullcrap that France entered the conflict because of Al Qaeda? No. Um, Total Oil, the French company, um, was doing exploration, has been doing exploration in Mali with the Qatar Petroleum Company. Oh, gee, how coincidence. Isn't that a coincidence? Like our best friends. Um, now, of course, they were uh, uh, both also involved in uh, Libya and what we did with, uh, with Gaddafi. Um, and France has essentially been uh, funding the Tuaregs to uh this goes back like to the 60s i think uh to uh to destabilize um the government there and you know essentially set up uh you know a an oil state uh, run uh by the french by proxy and um in next door in uh algeria so th we've had these big gas fields that have been discovered right on the border of mali and Algeria. Now you probably heard about you know some bull crap. Oh, we got oil. We have uh, uh, oil company employees. Oh, they've been uh, kidnapped. And oh, let's send in the troops. And now President Obama has signed a, a, one of those uh, executive uh, d presidential directives. Hey, I'm saying the troops can go in and go in and help. We got to help our buddies. Got to help the French. What is going on? Once again, is your 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 money your our common resources are being used to fight oil wars to kick out people like the Italians and uh, I'm not quite sure what they did wrong but uh, uh, what is the name of the uh, it's uh, Eni I think it's called Eni that's the uh, Italian uh, uh, oil and gas group they pulled out of Mali. Just a couple of weeks ago, just before all of this started, and they gave back all of their licenses. They had all the licenses to this very area where uh, this is taking place. So I'm not quite sure um, what happened there or what the Italians did wrong, but they screwed something up. And the French, 
uh, with uh, collaboration from us Americans, uh, went in there and are taking everything back. Uh, and, of course, you know, we're clearing everything out, and we sell that to you as, oh, terrorism. we got well, we got to make sure the terrorists don't take us. You know, it's, it's our duty. Wherever there's terrorism and al-Qaeda, we have to go in and take care of it. But it's, once again, 100% about oil and gas. New discoveries. It's, it's just you, All you have to do is just read and find the information. Let's finish this report. Actually putting up to 800 troops on the ground to keep the capital city from rebel control. The United States plans to assist French operations. And here's one more reason why you should watch what's happening in Mali and the developments there. Because more of your tax dollars Yay. may be going there. Yay! The funding mechanism for the UN uh, mission is still being worked out, but we are assuming that the U.S. will be uh, asked to contribute significantly, as we did to the Somalia uh, operation. So to get a jump on that, we are using some of our existing funding that we already have in the budget, and we'll be going to the Congress for additional funding uh, over the coming days. It's so brazen how they do this. Hey, you know, and you know, we'll just take your money, and we're going to spend your money on making our friends at oil companies rich. And we're going to blow up a bunch of citizens in the, in the meantime. And there's probably some weddings we can drone. Now, the president is doing more with the French. He sent a letter to uh, uh, the Speaker of the House. And uh, here's the letter, January 13th. He says, Dear Mr. Speaker, on January 11th, 2013, French forces conducted an operation in Somalia. Now, if you look at the map, Somalia is all the way on the other side of Africa. Of course, what's in Somalia? Royal. And what are the French doing there? Well, they say they attempted to rescue a French citizen being held hostage by Al-Shabaab. As you know, once it's all about Al-Qaeda and affiliated forces, we can do whatever we want. Very important. It's what we do. So United States forces provided limited technical support to the French forces in that operation, but took no direct part in the assault on the compound where it was believed the French citizen was being held hostage. So the president has to uh, copy these things. So we're just now we're the we're the the butt boy of the French Total Oil Company, and and just no one reports on this in a in a in a fashion that makes it understandable as to what's actually going on. But it's going to be happening all over Africa. Yeah, yeah, probably. Somalia. I, I can't get worked up about it. It's like. Uh... No one's going to cover it properly. I mean, we could do a report on it. And it is definitely, I mean, the, the, one of the things involved, you know, a, a natural gas refinery. I mean, it was. it's not even as though they, they can't leave the oil out of the story, but they've managed to do that <laughs> by kind of covering it up with this bull crap about Al-Qaeda. They actually do manage to leave it out of the story. How do you leave it out? I mean, it was it happened in an oil field. It's about oil. It, they they they're roaming around. They stole yeah. refinery workers. They kidnapped a bunch of refinery workers. That seems to be an oil connection, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I find the whole thing troubling. Yeah, people are just so dumbed down that they're just like, ah, oh, whatever. Kidnap, kidnap, kidnap. Oh, kidnap. Kidnap and Al Qaeda. Two kidnap. key words. Hey, how's that global warming coming? It's going well. Yeah, are you sure? Because freezing last night I here, thought, though. I don't get it. Didn't they? Wasn't it years ago that they said that the poor British school children would never see snow, only in a snow globe? Well, you know, you, there's something you got to get straight here about this global warming thing. 
it, it varies. It, it's one, you know, the, these assertions change uh, with the, the way, depending on how the wind blows, the assertions change. So, yes, they said that they assertively said with, with full, you know, all the because the science is in and all the rest of it. They said without equivocation that it would never snow again in England and the children would never see a snowflake. Much of eastern Britain has been under a blanket of snow for days now and the forecast is for more widespread falls over the next 24 hours. Shut up already. It's science. The worst is likely to be in the west. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's still in Amsterdam. She's freezing her ass off too. <laughs> I'm sure. It's just, it's like... And, and, you know, but of course you can't say this, you know, because if you say this, then, yeah, then you're like, yeah, they, they jump yeah. all over you. Yeah, because it's, it, it's, it's, it's because of the climate change that there's like holding a refrigerator door open or something. I think that's the way it's been explained to me. I get a little confused. And don't forget, it's the hottest year on record. So <laughs> ever, ever in the universe. <laughs> yeah. So I got a, a Hannity clip which I just want to draw. I don't want to do it today, but I just want you to be aware of it. I may be dropping it in here and there because I think it's just a it just you just put this at the end of any of our clips. God forbid you put logic, common sense and reason and real analysis behind it. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Uh, I don't know if it. Mm. So do you know anything about these Kurdish activists that were murdered in Paris? Yeah, the, the four women. Three. Three. Oh, my God. I miscounted. Um. Yeah, they were shot. Ex they were killed execution yeah, and there, style. And remember, we talked about the PPK before. I think. Yeah. Well, th this is uh, uh, so they live in northern Iraq, and uh, the Turks hate them. Yeah, the Turks hate them. Yeah. Why do they hate them, John? I don't know. Okay. The Turks are the Turks hate various ethnic groups. It, is, it probably has to do with the. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know the history of the hatred with the Kurds. Uh, I think because the Kurds want to steal some land because the okay. Turks are very protective of their territory and they don't want to give up a huge chunk of it, which is probably oil bearing to a bunch of Kurds. Yeah, that would that make whole sense. Kurdish area in Iraq is all oil country. That would make sense. Yeah. So if it's not about uh, terrorism, then it's religion, but it really has nothing to do with that because it's always about uh, God, uh, gold, well, oil, territory, and drugs. Territory. Yeah. Gold, oil, and drugs. And we're not letting Texas secede. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. <laughs> they haven't had to kill anybody yet. I have an interesting clip from Ray LaHood that's got new information. Wait a minute. You don't want to do the Kurd thing? By the way, Ray LaHood, the, the Department of Transportation Secretary, I watched him speak, and I don't hate to just determine by looking at someone that they're complete idiots and probably have an IQ of about 92. So I'm not going to say anything, but just play this clip. Today it's up to $12 billion. The countries that I went to and visited in the first two years of my time in this job, there was a common denominator, a common theme in every country. The national government made investments in passenger rail. And finally, with President Obama's vision, we have a leader who's made the commitment to get our country into high-speed passenger rail. And it's a strong commitment. And it will continue. Our goal and our dream is to connect 80% of the country over the next 25 years. Imagine boarding a train in the center of a city. No racing to an airport, 
and across the terminal, no delays, no sitting on the tarmac, no lost luggage, no taking off your shoes. Eighty <laughs> percent, really? <coughs> that would take quite a while, I think. Well, twenty-five years. <coughs> Is that what yeah, they want to go do back it? in time? And you know, we, we we went on about how great the interstate system is, and of course, we already know the calculations: trucks are more efficient than rail, uh, and air transportation. We've got the best air transportation system from city to city. We serve the whole country with airplanes of various sorts, and so let's go back to the eighteen sixties. When uh, when there were ra- with those rail services, or back to the fifties when we had trains that would do hundred miles an hour, uh, these won't go any faster. What is the point of this retro? Oh, I'm sorry. Why am I even bringing it up? We need to do fix the rail beds in this country to put high speed rail on, so so Warren Buffett and all these other guys can have nice high speed rail beds for their trains, so they don't have to make the investment that they should be making. And by the way, I don't think that's any different than a, a, a city of San Francisco building an airport for United Airlines. Right. Did they do that? Yeah, but the airlines don't build these airports. And most sports franchises don't build the stadiums. Well, it's, it's a little different. I, I have to uh, disagree with you uh, because um, the airport uh, is typically a money-making operation. The airlines pay... Uh, for ramp fees and for fueling, and there's concessions, etc. Uh, yes. But, but the the airlines don't pay uh, for a, a track in the sky. You see, well, this is the difference. They're just flying. They're flying through uh, free space and air. That's the difference. Well, I'm just saying that there are things that the government is paying for to benefit private companies. Oh, you mean like uh, killing brown people in Africa? For on the bed for the to benefit oil companies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. But don't worry, because they're brown. That's the good news. And they don't speak English. <laughs> they speak French. Uh, so did you have an end of show clip or? Uh... You know, this lobotomy clip keeps coming up. It, I, I'll set up. We could play this clip. It's kind of depressing. Really? But, but since we got low donations, I'm playing it. Okay. Now that you mention it. All righty. So Joe uh, Kennedy was covered in a book called Patriarch by a Professor David Nassau in ASAW. And, and he had a question and answer session on, a, on a, one of the C-SPAN shows, Book TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they discussed a couple of things. One is that he, apparently Joe Kennedy was never a bootlegger. And I have a clip that discusses this, but we're not playing that. And then there was the story about Joe Kennedy's... One of his daughters, and Joe Kennedy is, of course, the father of JFK and the rest, and, and he was kind of a weird character. If you ever see this thing on C-SPAN, you should watch this lecture. Anyway, he had his daughter, he gave her a lobotomy because she was a troublemaker. <laughs> himself? No, he didn't do it himself. But this guy actually <laughs> apologizes for, he says it wasn't a, it wasn't a crazy thing to do at the time. And you, you hear this story and you go... Jeez, what a weird family! So this a lobotomy is. is where he actually he there was a a hole made in someone's head and they and they pull out a piece of your brain. No, no, not oh. at all. Oh, uh, a lobotomy was cutting the connections between the frontal lobes and the rest of the brain. There's a couple little areas you just cut these little. You just nick these two areas and, the, and it disconnects the frontal lobes from the rest of the brain. Huh. And it could be done because it was being done apparently in Central Park by certain doctors. It could be done a, a, as a uh, what's it called when you just go in and you get you leave right afterwards. You could the send dentist. It, 
you could send a little wire behind the eyeball and reach around and clip it from that way. Done that, and I think this most. Right, you're creeping me out. You're creeping me out. You're creeping me out now. That's yeah, well, nice. this whole thing is creepy. But you know, get us if we have a better donation segment on Sunday. I won't play anything like this again. And with that, I will say that uh, I am uh, here in the capital of the Drone Star State in Austin, Texas, and my name is Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will be back on uh, Sunday, right here on No Agenda. Any um, any comments on the lobotomy story with his daughter Rosemary being done so that she would not embarrass the Kennedys and keep the boys from becoming president? Yeah, um, I spent a lot of time and I did an awful lot of research and found all sorts of stuff. No, I mean, you can blame Kennedy for lots and lots and lots of stuff, but not for this. He loved that child. When he moved all the other children back to the United States, when the French, when, when Germany, when World War II began, he kept Rosemary with him in England because she was doing really well at the school and he looked after her. And when you see the pictures or read the letters, I mean, he loved this child. Everybody knew she was slow. Um, but that was okay. It, she didn't, you know, it, it, was, it was okay. Um, but as she grew older, and as she was slow but smart enough to understand that her brothers and sisters were going out in the world, were going to dances, were going sailing, were playing golf, um, that, you know, her brothers and sisters 10 years younger could play by themselves in the front on the front lawn and she couldn't she wasn't allowed to uh, she became increasingly angry violent she had a temper she was no longer this sweet little girl she was an angry big woman of 1920-21 and Kennedy as he did with all his children took charge Rose didn't. He did. And he went and he sought the best medical advice, and the medical advice was get her a lobotomy. Um, in this period of time, the lobotomy was the preferred intervention. There were critics, of course, but the man who did the lobotomy, the, the inventor of the lobotomy, won a Nobel Prize for medicine. The man who performed the lobotomy on the team that performed the lobotomy was a a, a neurosurgeon from Yale and you know the head of uh, Johns Hopkins and they said to Kennedy she's still going to be slow but we're going to do this operation and she's not going to be angry she's not going to be unhappy she's not going to be discontent she'll be a happy child again and the lobotomy went dreadfully wrong and she came out of it a vegetable. She eventually learned to walk, but she never spoke again. She didn't communicate. She didn't write. Her intelligence had been that of a six, seven, eight-year-old. Now it was that of a six-month-old. Uh, and for two years after that, Kennedy was the only one who kept in touch with her. He, he didn't. Rose didn't write her. In Rose's round robin letters to the family. Rose would write the whole family and say, X is doing this, Y is doing this, 
Rosemary disappeared from family correspondence. Kennedy continued to visit her, and he finally found a place for her. He wanted to put her in Boston, in a place near Boston, the Cardinal Cushing, a home for retarded children. Um, and Cardinal Cushing said, don't do it, because you can't protect the family's privacy and you can't protect you know, your privacy. Um, and you can't protect her privacy, most of all. So they moved her to a convent home in Wisconsin. All that I understand. What I don't understand is that once he put her in this home and she was well cared for, he never saw her again. Yay! God forbid you put logic, common sense, and reason and real analysis behind it. Because we commit for the year 2015 altogether for ASEAN and ASEAN for peace and ASEAN for development. If Cambodia develops and Cambodia well known for the world, it means ASEAN. The best podcast in the universe. Slash N-A. Shut up, slave.